The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Hi everyone, welcome to Mauler and Az argue about the last of us. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Az. Hill versus Babyface. Uh, welcome to the Real BBC. Joined as ever by my beautiful co-hosts, Gary from Nerdrotic. Beautiful. Wow. I was going to say gorgeous, but I guess. Wow. You know. Wow. wow. God, thank you. Wow. Hi. What's up? Hi. How are you? Oh, good. Remember when Star Lord was like this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, but that that looks freaking awesome. That's kind of like Frazetta meets Flash Gordon meets, you know. I just got this shirt like this morning. I just threw it on. Nice. Damn good. Uh, Cheers. Uh, It wasn't so cold here. I'd I'd put a t shirt on, but. Oh, it's frack. Well, when is it cold to you? Is like two Celsius, whatever, whatever the hell your temperature. It's eight is. degrees outside right now. It's eight degrees, so it's pretty close, probably to what we're at. We're at like thirty-two. We're freezing. School. My, the reason I'm like my kid's here. I'm gonna blame my kid. He really had nothing to do with it, but I'm gonna blame my kid anyway. <laughs> um, he's here because it was it was icy, and like it snowed like ten it was miles north of us. Fuck. It wasn't icy at all. <laughs> it just was cold, so they called well, off school. Another thing, we've had like the lame. We had snow once in November and nothing up till that. But you know what we have had, where it gives that layer of uh, rain and then hardcore low temperatures, which so just becomes a sheet of ice and everyone's slipping and falling, and that's it. <laughs> just like thanks, give me the snow. Get, yeah, snow is. I, uh, I'm gonna have snow next snow. week. Hmm. We're meant to have snow next week. I have never lived somewhere where it snowed. Well, I mean, I've camped somewhere. I've been locked up places where it snowed, but I've never lived anywhere. Definitely much new camping, mate. Dude, I can't. Dude, you can't. I used to. No, I can definitely imagine you camping. You were in prison for three years. Oh, you're making fun of me now. Okay, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) You should. He called you beautiful. He's got to balance it. I had a dream that you made fun. You you made fun of me. I had, a I, 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 I had a dream, and then we streamed together, and I made fun of you for three yeah, hours. It was the retaliation. What I was I like, do? How could Gary take the piss out of me in a dream? He never. Did. 
Oh, oh, you're like brain, you idiot. You would never do that. Like, don't take what? it personally. Like when I'm done taking the piss out of you two, I just do it to my kids for on um, my spare time. It's fun. Hey, before we get into the yeah. stuff, hi chat. Quick Hello, bit of chat. shop talk. Hello. While we're here, quick chat. bit of YouTube shop talk. They've they fixed the back end. I was about to well, ask you that. In that's the what she room. said. So when they you when you go live, it. it doesn't wipe out all your supers and everything. Oh my god, they've done it. They've actually oh, done yeah, it. Yeah, too bad they've pulverized the algorithm in doing that. I mean, the rest of it's Gary, let us have this victory. Okay. <laughs> the small one. Yes, so, yeah, I, little... uh, as I, I always refresh it once per hour. Or not. Uh, <laughs> like like I on a tick, I try to refresh it once per hour so it doesn't fucking block out on me itself and keep yeah. up with the mess just to make sure I don't fall behind. But are you telling me I don't have to necessarily do that anymore? You don't have oh, to do well, that. Well, let, well, let's just say, you know, it's obviously a work in progress. Yep. Because this is the first time that I've seen it. It's a work in but... progress because I keep damaging YouTube over okay, time. Okay, work in progress. <laughs> this shit's been going on for you know, four years. Four I mean, years. I don't know. It could, it could just black out in ten minutes for all I know, you know. So. Well, yeah, YouTube's been a work in progress since the start, but like at least... One step forward, two steps back, right? That's how it works. Yep. Yeah, this is a this is a little step forward. Now I see I see ten gifted memberships from Bashy Washy prior to the stream going live. Thank oh. you, Bashy Washy. All right, I see. Uh, we, uh, don't, Mr. we don't need X-ray girl anymore. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh my god, dude, Ooh, too too fucking soon. Is it too soon? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would. I are you kidding me? Don't tell her. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell. <laughs> don't tell her that I need her. Okay, because like I don't even like I I booked my own live streams right, and I double booked my own fucking live streams like <laughs> on the same day at the same time, and I'm like this. I can't do this shit. Whoa! I'm a guitar. George. Oh, I still can't do it yet. My voice isn't ready. He's got a beautiful Oh. That voice just squeaking. Ah, uh, you sound like Axel. Uh, <laughs> on his latest tour. Team memberships to the stream. Aww, George! Axel. Thank you, you naughty sausage. Dude, we got stuff to talk about on Thursday. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, you bastard. I it's all your fault. I got the those two hot toys. They're beautiful. The Spock oh, and the Kirk. Oh. For motion picture. Holy oh. shit. They're now in a cabinet. And now oh, the good. cabin. I'll pull mine up later. I'll whip my mine up. My Robin's up there. I mean, this, oh, this will get Robin. Is it Dick Grayson Robin? Yes. Not Damien so Wayne. It's going to be the only Dick Grayson Robin we'll ever see in a fucking Batman movie. Oh, with Batman. Don't, don't worry, Gary. It won't be the only Dick that Robin sees, though. Ayo. Oh. Hey, I don't know the memes because I don't know the slate yet. Gosh. We'll get there. Sitting here in the dark. That's a Tim Drake like... job, man. Oh, we can watch. We'll, video, we'll get right? to it in a minute, dude. We'll get yeah, to it in a minute. Yeah, we'll uh, Molly Poo, how you doing, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing well. So good. It was funny you mentioned an X-ray girl. She's been playing Dead Space too. That's what I've been doing. Spooky game, sci-fi game, super gorgeous game. I've oh been my watching goodness! You. There's fog. There's there's lighting that's environmental. There's all scary things happening. It's funny because if you if we had this podcast going back in 2000, what was it seven when the game came out? I'd have been like, hmm. so good. It's it's just the same thing, but you know, like I was trying to say it on stream, it's like a remix or a cover song. It's pretty close. I think Dead Space fans are very happy right now. And depending on sales, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dead Space IP is literally reanimated, like they do the first, literally. second, third. 
I don't know if you guys are aware, but the Dead Space 3 and EA's choices like annihilated the franchise. Um, I didn't play 3. After after I heard what they did, I was just like, I, I having played the first two, I don't want to I don't want to touch the third then. I well, don't want, yeah, I don't just, want my experience of Dead Space to have been diminished. It was such a cool thing that Dead Space One got like a mainstream approach when it's so niche, right? Hyper into gore and horror and sci-fi. It's just like this thing you just wouldn't quite expect to kick off, but it did. And we're, we're there again, I guess. Because I haven't checked. I don't know if there's a sales like records or amount of players for this game. I've checked yet, but man, I've been pretty impressed with it, especially with Callisto Protocol. Oh. That's Whoops. actually watching you play Dead Space today. I was just thinking, Kalista Protocol, man. I just, just how? I don't. How? Are we talking about Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't want to play a magic wand game. Gosh, I'm going to wave my magic wand and I'm going to expel us the extreme men mentors. Yes, Expelliarmo. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Is that the one where you fly? Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar enough with Harry Potter, okay? Gary, hey. you're clearly obsessed with Harry Potter. No. You clearly don't like women. Sorry, okay, I was trying to get into the trees. That's a, that's a racism right there, because I can see a that's little a in the background. You based that on that Dumbleman, didn't you? That's the why Dumbleman. You had a <laughs> the Dumbleman. <laughs> Dumbleman. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's almost as bad as Jeremy's tweet yesterday. <laughs> Slytherin's got snakes. I like Slytherin. Snakes. <laughs> Come on. Jeremy's a basic bitch. Leave him alone. Uh, yeah. Croc wearing, pre torn jean wearing, man pre wearing normie. Okay. Are you a Slytherings? Are you a Slytherings? I'm a. Legalized adulthood has also dropped. I'm a Dumbleman. Memberships into the stream as well. Legalize adulthood. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, he's a, he's a, he's a jumbo. He's I want to start off with a super chat because it's actually got a comic question Ooh. for you, Gary. Yeah. Uh, from he Tinen Falarudo, maybe with a five okay. Canadians. Is any recommendations for a good back issue site? Started collecting older comics, early image in Conan, the barbarian stuff. Need help now. He's paying in Canadian, he's so Canadian. Uh, I, yeah. So I think uh, it's probably one for your side of the pond. I gotta find out where the guy's located because he comes to every convention and he's a French Canadian guy and he's oh. got uh, like these huge tables with sets that he sells at really good prices. Email me and I'll try to get you that guy's name. I, I don't know if he's based in Canada, that's the problem. Otherwise. Uh, socalcomics.com S-O-C-A-L comics.com Southern California Comics don't go to Mile High they're totally over, overpriced most back issue sites now are, are insanely overpriced and honestly I don't know where you're located in Canada it's better to go to little shows and try to get back issues that way uh, otherwise they, you're paying double You know, even at the store you're paying double what you could play, pay at a small show with the guy at the end on Sunday going dude I'll take that whole box for 200 bucks and they just don't want to put it in their truck oh, I'm a boomer God. but I know what I'm talking about for one I'm a boomer baby so why don't, why don't you kill me? me hey I copied you you oh good boy 
I got it for a hundred bucks. I got them all for a whole run. Whole run for a hundred dollars, dude. Nice. I got mine for a good price. My uh, TNG run. I got that for a pretty good price. You guys are paying a hundred dollars for shit that grows on trees. Literally, is trees. God. Yes. Yeah. The trees that people have drawn pickies on. Oh, pickies. that's even lame. You fucking Brits. <laughs> little pickies. I have my best Hey, my um my Graham Nolan page is in the framers as we speak. Uh, mm. I gotta find out a farm. That's a I uh, I picked out my frame, how it's gonna be framed, the different layers and all that sort of stuff. Uh UV non-reflective glass. Um gave me a bloody good price, I gotta say. Yeah, well, dude, as it's as worth as it. Oh yeah. Original art is gone insane as far as, and especially Nolan art, like who drew, draws a pretty solid fucking Batman. <laughs> you know, it's like definitive Batman. I, I fell in love with it, dude. I fell in love with it 30, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. But that's okay. They skipped all that. Maybe 40 years ago now. Oh, I'm Hold sorry. On. I just nice want to jump ahead to the James Gunn stuff. Right do you want to? Are we right? It's gonna, I was gonna say, do you want to start with the last of us? So yeah, Paul and I can shout at each other, then, then make you'll friends. mostly be talking about it, you two, and I can bag and board my comic. Uh, and then <laughs> you can give or, a thumbs up or down depending on the yeah, <laughs> it was more, it was, yeah. I, uh, I okay, well, I can so I can be the shortest because I, I, I have sure. no investment go, in these characters, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I, I liked the first two episodes, I thought they were like seven out of ten. Find. I thought they um I liked uh, the the two flashbacks in the first two episodes. I like how the second episode ended. Uh I'm not really big on Ellie. I'm just not. Uh people can try to explain their way around like she's supposed to be. It's it's the it's the the apocalypse and she's just bitter and it's like okay, you can still make bitter people likable. That doesn't that doesn't excuse the fact that I don't uh I don't see it. Maybe it'll come up later. Don't really love Joel that much, but I thought it was fine. Then I watch this one and they just take this fucking detour and I'm like, I don't care about any of this. I don't care about any of this. Oh, look. It's a gay love story in 2023. Stunning and brave. It's about as groundbreaking as a warm cup of water. <laughs> okay. It, it, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, it, it again, it's it looks fine. It looks good. It's well directed. Uh, production design is really good. I just, yeah. I thought that episode was just kind of boring, and I because I don't I have no connection whatsoever. So I'm like, all right, okay, and it reminded me of Westworld season two, in the seventh episode when they uh, did this huge deviation to show the Native Americans in Westworld, and they do a whole show on them. And there's like, it's actually fine. The show's it's actually probably the best episode in a shitty season, uh, but it has nothing to do with the episode later. All right. Like that character doesn't really uh, have any other than like, we're going to go into crack heaven. And then what a crack heaven is, there's a big crack in reality and they walk through and their bodies just die, but then they go through and it's basically uh, it's Android heaven. They go to <clears throat> wait, Silicon heaven. Well, the thing is it's a heaven within a heaven within a heaven because it's all a simulation. Like everybody guessed in the first place. So cause language. I love this massive fucking left. Um, I hey. want to do two. Do two <laughs> <laughs> I want to do two supers from do two different perspectives. 
Thor's World with a ten dollar says hail. Uh, sorry, well, we're wrong one. Uh, Joey Fouts with a ten dollar says completely done with Last of Us now after last episode. These people, oh, he said, these people oh my God. Uh, cannot help themselves but insert the message. The message. Uh, throwing it on the burn pile along with Star Wars, Disney, and 90% of streaming shows. The Daily Dose, or Daily Dose. So you should see a doctor about that, mate. Uh, with a $5, says uh, one of two. And there's another super for $2. Says, I think episode three was good. There needs to be a clear, distinctive, recognized... A clear, recognized distinction, I think he's meant to say. Between this and Batwoman, mm. I don't know who's making that comparison, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can have love stories with the gays, and adaptation <laughs> yeah. arguments are cringe. By the way, well, I don't agree with you on adaptation arguments being cringe. That's what nerds love to do. We love to discuss this sort of business. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's, I'm on. That's, uh, that's I'm on record. All we talk about. Yes. You need to know which we're doing first so instead of crossing over, right? If you want to do the adaptation argument first, or if you want to do like it was boring or it was filler first, or if you want to do what did it do for the characters first, or do you want to do how it like treats the sort of respect. This is a different conversation to have. The one thing I really yeah. want to point out that's absolutely fascinating to me, like seriously, so fucking fascinating. We got, I think, Little Platoon said it was like really, really good, even though he was quite critical of the first two in, um, I think, Open Bar that you may have been in, either, either one of you guys, I can't remember. Uh, Jay probably Longbone. Maybe, it's, maybe not me. I don't know. I was in one with him. Possibly, yeah. Uh, I don't Jay know if we about this old Velma. <laughs> I think has said it was really good. EFAP's pretty much very much in favor of this episode. Then we moved to someone like Drinker, who's in favor of it, but got like criticisms about where it sits in the seasons and uh, and it, how it regards Joel and Ellie. I would say like you got uh, some people who are neutral. I think as you're much more on the I do not like this side, and you've got plenty of criticism, then you can move further and enter into like people who I, I don't know if you guys have seen shad he's he's furious with this he thinks it's terrible that they've jumped the shark um i've never seen such a like a scope of opinions from all the different people i talked to i was like holy fuck we've got everything i think uh i mean i gotta say i after seeing what was on twitter when i was gonna do when i was doing my video with jane when i started said at the beginning i think i'm gonna get you know hammered for this but i gotta i gotta say what i think uh, and I was actually quite surprised at the reaction that I got because I thought it was going to be no, but it was kind of like I said, it was all over the place. There were people like, no, this was great uh, going through too. It was okay, and then to people just like no, and I, and I was sort of like, wow, this this really has kind of thrown a spanner in 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 the works. Um, you you start, Mola. You you say your piece. Uh, in about what the episode or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought it was the best of the three. I thought uh, the writing execution was top notch. Uh, there's a couple of holes I don't like. It, they include the like him running out into the the middle of the road when he's supposed to be a top notch skilled prepper. Yeah. Or um, or even stuff as simple as like because I can get pretty nitty gritty on this stuff. But like in the opening scene. Where uh, Ellie's like, "What am I supposed to do?" And Joel's like, "I don't know. Go look around. This place has already been picked over anyway." It's like Joel, everywhere is dangerous because yes. you never know what is around the corner. And Tess just died, giving you like the charge of looking after Ellie. You should be, if anything, we should be seeing him be hyper protective over her, but still cold, right? Like because he's keep it closed, but don't yeah yeah, yeah. but don't so, necessarily warm to her. 
And then she seems to find us something that he's never seen before. And I was just like, what the fuck? How did you pick this place over a bit? It's a giant hatch in the middle of a room. <laughs> it's like, well, so like, genuinely, the, the episode started on a bad foot for me in terms of just like, mm, all right. But uh, I actually thought the villain Frank stuff, as someone who's played the game, was a really nice expansion. Um, but it's absolutely a different story they've told. I consider it to be uh, both. They're both strong. I like the game one. I like the show one. And I think they serve several purposes. I do not agree with the idea that this was uh, filler or even useless to Joel and Ellie. My favorite payoff in the whole episode is when they read uh, Bill's note to Joel. And I think it crystallizes the point of the episode. But we can get into it if you want. That's sort of like a brief sort of overview. Well, I mean, you bring up a really good point <clears throat> about the beginning uh, where you're saying, you know, there's danger around every corner. Uh, no, there's not. There's no danger whatsoever if you live in their house with uh, Frank and Bill, because you can live for 13 years and have zero problems. You can do anything. Which to me, just really... Nobody, nobody walked by for decades. Oh, no, they, they went to the gas company, just turned a knob, and now they've got limitless yeah, gas. Yeah, but like no other raiding parties except for that one. Like, it was yeah, just totally yeah. cool one, one, for two decades. Okay. And Bill had sure. to run into the middle of the road to cause some drama because uh, otherwise this would have been such a, a, a vanilla episode. Seems to me, the obvious fix for that, by the way, would have just been that his uh, Frank is too trusting, sees maybe someone who's pretending to be normal on the outside of the fence, like, hey man, can I come in to get some? And then, you know, uh, Bill is like, no, get away from him, and then like the guy pulls a gun, and Bill gets shot trying to stop Frank from being too friendly or something. Because uh, me and Rags were saying, like, he should be in a fucking bird's nest, <laughs> sniping the shit out of all these yes. guys. Yeah. Or he would have had some bunker, some camouflage, something. And I and I just think from, from our perspective, anyone could see that was how Bill should have been. That's just by that that that's that's you know, sort of one aspect. Mm. To me, there was there was there was no drama, there was nothing. I think they did a lot to destroy world building in this episode. Because they 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 in two episodes they've had a kid in the wilderness bit <laughs> throttle him, dump him in the fire. We've had, we're going outside the city walls. This is so dangerous here. Everything's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. And then they have this utopic little piece of, of land. And I just, refer, I in my review, I referenced this to be that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where the, the whole planet's annihilated, apart from the old man and his wife. There was just, there just seems to be no, no, no danger in, in any sort of other area. And that deflated it because Bill's a survivalist and there was a very interesting story to tell. Now, I ain't got a problem with Bill being gay because I've always said I believe Bill's gay. Even though they didn't say it directly in The Last of Us, there's way too many pieces of the puzzle to, to not come to that conclusion, including mountains of gay porn. Um, so, you know, I think that that part doesn't bother me. What bothered me is they they, instead of actually creating some drama in this world if they wanted to retell bill's origin story they they didn't they pussified bill they removed all of the survivalist element from him apart from that couple of minutes when he was prepping before frank fell into one of his traps and and then after that it was just literally oh gay relationships just so perfect and utopic propaganda propaganda I didn't add anything to the story. I don't think it added anything to the characters. Uh, it got rid of Joel and Ellie for an episode, which I, I, I'm only going to take as a positive right now because they're not, they're not the characters that they are. And then we get this contrived saccharine, everything's wonderful. Oh no, now I've got 
cerebral palsy or Emmy or something, and now I've got to be looked after, and you must pity me now. Everyone must just go, oh, oh. There was I don't even know what they were trying to do. I really don't know what they were trying they do. to do because we're going to get a flashback later in this series, which is going to be exactly the same, but it's going to be Ellie and Riley. So we're going to have two episodes basically doing the same thing. And I just do not know where on earth we are wasting our time with this when we could have had an interesting episode with Ellie and Joel turning up to a town that Bill is booby-trapped to the eyeballs, that causes clickers to come out, which causes them to, to back up and use Bill's traps to take out the clickers, which causes Joel to get trapped himself. Then Bill could have saved him. Then we could have had some banter with, with Bill and Ellie. And we, we could have got the story that way, but this is now... And, and, the, and the, the, the letter in the game that you find from Frank, Frank's like, Bill, I fucking hated you. I fucking hated you. <laughs> you just, you were just, you were just setting your ways. I wanted to get out of this town. You didn't want to go. I, I, you were too scared to go past these limits. So I had to do it. And I've got myself fucking bit because of you, you fucking arsehole. I'm going to, now he, then he goes and hangs himself and kills himself because he doesn't want to, you know, turn. And and that was that was a, a, an interesting story to tell, and it, and they just reduced it. They took all his agency away, and they just turned this into some just a San Francisco wet dream. I didn't I didn't dig it. I thought it was a waste of time. An hour and fifteen minutes waste of time. <laughs> I don't know where to start. You go. You just you do your bit now, mate. I'll you shut up. I'll, I'll mute myself now. We'll try and go one at a time with things so that we can figure this stuff out. Um, chat. Good luck with me today. You're gonna hate me. But that's fine. So we've got. Uh, you, you you said you were upset that it's not showing enough of his agency and like skill as a sort of prepper, right? Well, I, I think I think you know we got like five minutes at the beginning of Bill doing some prepping, and I was like, oh. Okay, it's you know they're doing a different story, but here we go. And then as soon as Frank came along, so um, the impression I got was that everything we saw of him doing, he's gonna keep doing. We just don't need to be shown it again. That's gonna what he's gonna do for the rest of his life. Uh, one of the bigger ones that really struck me as odd is a lot of people have been saying how dumb it is that he only got attacked by one clicker in like twenty years. When it's like, oh well, they just didn't show us all the other clickers. Like he even says when he kills one of them, ah, that never gets old. Like he's he's obviously like he set everything up so that the part of the point I get with this character is he's fucking nailed it. He was ready for this before anything happened with the cordyceps. He's he's like that kind of character. He's always ready for the government to fuck everyone over and for the whole world to go to shit. So like as soon as this happens, he's he's just he's dominating everything. But the point of the episode is that he's surviving. He's not quite living. He's not really doing anything that's exciting or fun. He's just making sure everything's safe and well honed, which is why. Uh, Frank acts as like the the half to his whole sort of thing. So like as as soon as they gave me all the context for how he maintains water, gas, electric, food, safety, weaponry, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it, and that's how he's going to maintain it throughout. And if anything, we get scenes to show that like that's all happening, and Frank is like, you need more in your life. This is not enough. Like, uh, you know, this is lame almost. Like, yeah, you spent everything to make everything safe and perfect, but like, where's the spice of life? And of course, bringing it out of him with music. Or trying to make things look better. Talk about the the boutique or just any any place that involves furniture, garnishings of 
any kind, be it the garden, fruits and vegetables, just growing them for the unique and specific taste as opposed to food to make sure you stay alive, which isn't necessarily what uh, Bill was just doing. He was doing plenty that would keep him alive and have a lot of fun with too, right? Yeah, because there's wine and, uh, and the meats and stuff of like much more higher brow food, one could say, as opposed to a, what we'd expect from a prepper. But that's what Twig's uh, frank onto knowing there's more to Bill than just being a prepper. And that's what I got from the episode, is that um, those two would work almost perfect for each other, They because uh, Frank wouldn't have survived on his own. He's uh, not fit for a world no, like that. No, Frank wouldn't have, no. But Bill would. Um, <laughs> but Bill wouldn't be having a life that is as fulfilling without someone like Frank. Uh, obviously, I couldn't give less of a shit whether or not it was a guy or a girl uh, in the relationship. I, I'm more concerned with the human nature part of it. I, I, I thought it was... Thing... Go ahead. I thought what you just discussed was lazy okay i thought it was laziness that they didn't do that they showed one clicky getting killed uh and him going hat that never gets old and then he might as well just have turned to the audience and gone and now you don't have to worry about any clickers for the rest of the episode i just thought i thought it's like i'm a believer in show don't tell and if you want your world to be a dangerous place then you've got to show that your world's a dangerous place this episode did everything to get rid of that this episode did everything to say, hey, all you need is some uh, some wire fence and uh, electricity running through it, and you can live forever. You'll be fine. Grow your against, own vegetables. the zombies, yeah. I don't see why that wouldn't work. Um, well, I mean, we, they're not in the middle of nowhere. They've, there was a shot that showed clearly that they are pretty near to the big city, which I imagine would have been Boston. Uh, so they're pretty big to, uh, pretty close to Boston. So just having no contact the raiding party six people there was no comeback from that i mean you know there's there's so many different things when you haven't got any i didn't there was no drama there was no there was nothing for me to to care about you know because these two characters were so sort of you know uh i don't know idealized in this in this crazy post-apocalypse it's just made, making me think this was their this was their little the little sniff at the last of us part two where we're going to go into a, a trans utopian seattle in in uh in that and it, it just didn't feel realistic and it didn't feel uh genuine and authentic I mean, it, like I said, it really did to me because of how much of a flawed character Bill was in terms of he's almost like antisocial. He didn't do anything to help anybody outside of himself. He's got everything set up perfectly to take care of everything he could possibly have. His life was set until death. But what does he really have? He's alone. He's like building traps and tech uh, to make sure he just continues. There's nothing. There's no end point. I find a character like that super interesting because what do they do? And I think that's part of the point of the episode is that once he loses Frank... He's like, I don't want to go back to just just waiting, just inevitably waiting for something to happen. I find that compelling, and I think that that's more than reasonable for the kind of people that would survive in a post-apocalypse are going to be people like Bill. Well, that's see a lot of them. completely contrary to Bill in The Last of Us, because well, so he's lost a... Frank in The Last of Us, and he still continues to live, and he still continues well, they to make sure his traps are all working. Well, exactly, and that's what happens when you fuck around. When you, when you fuck around with a, a story uh, and completely convert it, I found the the one on The Last of Us game to be more interesting because 
you know, Bill had actually some some personality about him, and I felt he had all of his personality drained from him in this, and he was literally just Frank's man. So uh, that's the thing about, like, I just want to make sure we stick to one thing at a time, because we start with whether or not you could believe a character like that would be in the post-apocalypse. I think they could, but then you said, yeah, but it's not I... the Bill from the game. Sorry, right. I don't I don't believe that a couple like that could live in a post-apocalypse, no. Not if not not one that's like a zombie apocalypse, no. Okay, why? Because the world's a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. And even in a post-apocalypse, uh, where there are bodies of humans, humans will devolve into tribes. Yeah. And you they will devolve into warlords and they will devolve into followers and places. They will need resources and places like that will get turned over like a swarm of ants. Yeah, I actually... So the one thing I could be pushed on is the bandit side of things. I think... I more than believe that they, they're secure for zombies. I, I don't think runners, stalkers, and clickers are going to get in. I just don't. And he's do, do you repair think there's any or... relationships or towns like that in war-torn countries right now? Well, like two guys... Maybe having, yeah. I I don't know. Uh, but I mean... It, it when it's war torn when it's crazy it there generally isn't i mean sure uh, i guess one i mean like anything's possible Mahler. but if it's total chaos even 20 years into the total chaos where we're basically hunters and gatherers outside of our fortified cities people just will be thinking about food and survival all people are still having sex they're still having sex but they're not people having still gonna have like, sex yes they're gonna procreate yeah but sitting down and having nice relationships, I mean, like that's that's not the part that that got me. It's just that uh, uh, as again, no connection to the game whatsoever, and not the biggest fan of the post-apocalyptic zombie thing, which I think is just fucking done to death. To be honest with you, I, just oh, yeah, I don't boring. disagree with you on that. I just found it boring. <laughs> I just found it incredibly boring. I was like, I found it boring because there wasn't uh, any agent. Like I said, there wasn't. There wasn't. I yeah. don't. Personally, believe there was anything to be interesting or invested in. Horribly offensive, but I'm not running to watch that episode again. It's like, oh, we. Uh, I think it was a. I think it was a way to cleverly bury your gaze. <laughs> That's the way I think. I think they go into storytelling now, going, "Oh my god, are we going to get canceled for this?" Because you know, one of them dies, but we're going to really get into the story. The gaze, let's they? make it. Let's make it. Uh, let's make it a romantic send off, and yeah, it's a it's a very clever way to bury your gaze. But like, wouldn't you say then that they went the bolder choice than keeping them alive? They killed both of their gay characters they just introduced. Well, they, uh, they, they killed did, them but they through dehabilitating disease and suicide, not... and suicide, and like spending an entire episode, the third episode of a first season of a television show, and then dispatching them. I, I would say this, it, you know, again, I don't know the fucking game. I don't care. But this is the kind of episode you put in the middle of season two. Not in the third episode, because as just a normie who doesn't like zombie shit very much, I was like, I don't even have a watch. I was looking at my wrist. <laughs> well, I'm, all right. I'm sure those <laughs> waiter just absolutely loved it. It was the greatest thing ever. Um. The Last of Us game, right? The, the the one of the things I really loved about it, outside of Joel and Elliot's characters, was kind of the point it seemed to be making by the time I hit the end, being the literal surface level interpretation of the game's name, The Last of Us, literally meaning there's like one percent of humanity left. All right, and then another interpretation, The Last of Us. What does it mean exactly? It's like 
the last of like the humanity left and the humans that are left as in what are we all reduced down to what decisions we'll make how horrible a lot of this stuff has become including joel right uh, a lot of his history keeps getting alluded to because of choices he would make now that he's in a scenario that you know a lot more things are harder to do but then by the time i hit credits i was like the last of us being that he sees like ellie is worth everything as a lot of people who love another would uh they, they're like that's that's what's worth sort of keeping uh safe or surviving is that's the last of what we had a great society's crumbled down now into a couple of pockets of organizations and individuals trying to survive and that ultimately when you when you do you know questions like ellie versus the cure or this guy versus several other people like you start to throw the calculus out and just instead be like nah fuck it i think this this one my child or my sister or my friend is worth more than like a hundred of you guys or whatever that's like um i think part of the point the game is making how much humanity matters even in the smallest amounts and how much is actually left yeah i feel Joel like gains his humanity throughout the game yeah um Re or so regains I, I should say part of so like, like that's the, the, i love the last of us's story for like those reasons including i could talk forever about joel and ellie's characters the reason why I like this episode so much is I think that it, it's in, entirely in line with that spirit. I think that what we're supposed to learn from the relationship between these two guys is what's going to be happening in terms of the meaning behind the relationship for, for Joel and Ellie, right? He says in his letter, it was my job to protect Frank. He was someone um, I saved his life when I think the subtext is they saved each other because their lives were both halves. And then um, it really got to me when he said like, you know, the, you're like me, Joel. You're a guy who, if any motherfucker stands in our way, they better, like, they, they don't realize what's coming for them sort of thing, which I think is going to set up the cannibal episode more than likely. Um, and that, you know, use use my equipment, use my weapons, defend, save Tess. And it's like she's already dead. It's like that 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 hits pretty hard, at least I thought so. And that it's going to reinvigorate Joel to be like, I lost Sarah, I've lost Tess, I've been charged with Ellie. Nothing is going to stop me from defending her at this point. Except oh. for a five iron. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, I know where this show goes. Well, see, so, um, if, yeah. well, yeah, it, you know, it depends. Whatever happens next, I'll be the praise. Are, are, okay. Can I ask a question? Are you holding out hope that they completely deviate from The Last of Us Part Two? Well, the, the part of that I find fascinating is like all these sort of uh, criticisms of it deviating from source we all want it to deviate from source right when it gets well, to last of us okay two. that's not my criticism but yeah i i get what you're saying yeah just just making sure because i get confused sometimes it's not cons I, it's not about deviating from i source. don't care about the source I, except i i i whew, i don't know how people are going to react if that happens i saw like this episode as a way of neil Cutman like getting on his knees and and apologizing for uh for Frank in the uh, for Frank and Bill in the game and giving them a a, a lovey dovey story instead of the uh, one that they actually had, um that's the way that I see it. Hypothetical. Okay, they do a pretty good job. Seven out of ten, you know, like the first two episodes, and then they go into Last of Us Part Two. That's how they end the season. Yeah, no. <laughs> how are you I'm feeling? Like I told you, man, I'll, I'll call it out a second. I see it. I don't like. I don't see it for this one. I this, but I can. There, there are what I call it, like markers on this episode that I can. I knew why this one would be controversial. It's obvious, but yeah, I, I'm not convinced. Basically, I think the writing is pretty straightforward and strong. If anything, I can understand people being bored. That's fine. Um, 
but like I was, I, I thought it was quite compelling how the relationship moved over the years and sort of ratings are they good. degenerate. Over ratings time. are good. The ratings are good for this show. Um, like I said, I'll wrong like, with having differences of opinion. I concede on wrong. the on the bandits because I can't. I wouldn't defend the bandits by saying, "Oh, well, they clearly attacked more than the one time." Because the one time we saw them attacked, Bill was a moron. So it makes me think, like, how did they even survive any? But and by the way, those bandits were retarded. They were like headfirst yeah. just running into the fence when it was yes. clearly electrifying well, their friends. Yeah, one guy just literally <laughs> ran into the fence. Well, when we were watching it, um, they'll, uh, Frank's like, "What are we gonna do about the rest of them?" And then Bill's just like, "Don't worry, the, the fence will take care finish, of the rest yeah. of them." The, yeah, and, traps uh, will finish them off or something. Yeah, I was sitting there with Rags. Rags was like, "Oh, they won't." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why would you just? That's weird. Um, so, and then yeah, the next know, shot is literally years later, when from a distance you think it's uh, Bill that's in a wheelchair, but no, it's actually Frank and Bill who fell back on the table, eyes open, stopped breathing, was actually alive and well and fine. Yeah. Um. I guess they wanted to bait us on uh, what was going to happen there. But what I appreciate about the scene was his immediate thing of like, you need to get to Joel because someone's, he basically believes like Frank can't take fucking care of himself, which is true. And so he's like, Joel will take care of you. I quite like just over the time it would have shown what, uh, this is why as much as Bill doesn't like anybody except Frank, he recognizes like the, I guess the traits of these people. But um, I didn't, I didn't even buy his letter uh, with Joel going, I, d I didn't like you because Joel was the one who was gave him all the advice on the fence about the bandits. Yeah, no, that's true, but that's the thing. That's Frank. So right? that didn't make any sense. Well, but it didn't. No, but it didn't make sense for the character of Frank that they were showing and displaying in the episode. Frank, like that's that's how he's saying it. I'm assuming you assume you believe. Since I know I'm reading between the lines, done. but it was just a stupid thing to 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 write. That's, I, I might even say that to you, or you could say it to me. You're like, oh, I fucking hate you, but I, I love you. Like, that sort of thing. It, it, to oh. me, it seems completely normal. I'm leaving you all of my equipment and guns. I hate you. You know, it's like, to me, that just seems like a friend thing. Mm. You can go from episode two to episode four and you haven't missed anything. Uh, well, and that, I, th I think that, I mean, that's just on a personal level. I think that means you've wasted wasted people's time with an episode. I think there's a because both argument. characters are gone. They're not coming back, so it's not as if what they did in this episode is going to pay off. Yeah, that was weird. Later in the season, you've just literally wasted. In my eyes, just wasted an episode. So things that obviously you'd need to know about if you were to skip this episode is how they got the car and how there's going to be a payoff at some point where Ellie probably saves Joel with a gun, right? Like the game sort of payoff. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we know how she got that gun, and then um, just resources in general. Like, but the thing is, I think optic optically that makes a lot of sense as an argument. If there's nothing that happens in this episode that really means I need to see it, then what a waste of time and not respecting the audience time. Blah blah blah. Hot take. I think filler episodes are okay, actually. Um, and I was going to go as far as saying I don't know if you guys have seen House. I know you've seen Supernatural. Oh, House. Yeah, but never. House. I've never seen House. Well, House, so House is fantastic. House season one, two, and three for the main plot line. You mainly only need to see like the first and last episode of each season. Yep. Um, everything else. Ellie did find her tampons. Yes, we, it's pretty. Yeah, very procedural. Um, and I was going to say supernatural. I think I used to know this off by heart, but I think you only need to this see season one. This isn't a procedural show, though. No, I know. 
I'm yeah, getting yeah. there, right? So the season one of Supernatural, I think you need to see like episode 116, 22, uh, and you've got the main plot line. It's when the dad turns up in one of the yeah, missions, yeah. and then at the end. And who now, was that um, dad? Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's Jeffrey right. Dean Morgan, yeah. Um, so those episodes in between, the that stuff, show so they're, all, they're all mini stories that develop, I guess, the relationship between the characters that remain. Um, but even with House, that's like a, a generous sort of overstep with some of them. Most of them you could watch out of order, right? Because they're designed for that, like uh, when people catch them on TV. But with those other, um, those other episodes, they're normally developing side characters or main character relationships, even the filler episodes. This isn't. These are two side characters that were introduced in episode three, died in episode three, will not return again. So the where I'm trying to go with this is the if we analyze each of those episodes and concluded there was nothing for the main characters, only side, I still don't know that I would say that's bad in and of itself. I'd need to see them. I don't know. They could be good. The episodes don't stand and fall for me based on whether or not they're filler. It's usually just the writing itself. This is a complete start, middle, end story for two characters in a TV show. It doesn't necessarily pertain as hard to the main characters, but I don't mind at all because their story is supposed to be reflective of what's going to happen to the main characters on theme think, and compelling sorry, and all I think. Anyway. I think if this was a man and a woman, uh, this would be getting uh, 5% of the stunning and brave that it's getting right now. Um, but because this is two men, it's stunning and brave. Everyone's applauding it. All the mainstream media is applauding it. Uh, everyone wants to to literally get behind it. No pun intended. Lying, absolutely pun intended. Uh, and if this was a man and a woman with this story, they would have gone, this was a weird episode. This was a waste of time with this episode. You introduced two side characters that get killed off in this weird, you know. I think I think the attitude would be completely different. But it might right. just be me being jaded. No, I, I've seen I think this shit over right. and over gonna... again. You're going to get loads of people celebrating. There might even be someone stupid enough to say, like, the first gay relationship or something like that. I, yeah. I Obviously, I don't care about any of that. I, I am, I'm more so interested in just what it means for them. I would never use on you guys, like, you have to appreciate the, uh, the fact no, I know, that they I have know, gay I know. people. Like, no, I call it that. <laughs> I, um, if anything, um, I, I'd be curious to see that, that, that world where it was a guy and a girl, just to see what everyone was saying instead. Because you might be right, everyone might then be like, this was boring, or this was filler, I didn't care, moving on. But, um, you know, that could be used as something to distract, or it could just be... Because I try to avoid analysis like that anyway, I find it all boring as hell, right? To be like, the show is good or bad based on a character's sexuality or skin color, that's just uh, that's worthless to me. Um, I want to know the stories, and yeah, like I said, the fundamental is I just found it compelling, there was a, there was a prepper who... Funnily enough, I know right-wingers who think this is actually a better um, bit of representation compared to a lot because they don't mention oppression or pride at, a, at any point. They just have I'm, a relationship. Not a, not a right-winger. I didn't say you were. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, just I'm saying. saying. No, the, the relationship, that doesn't, like, that was part of the show, right? That was part of the game. Sorry. That was, like, well, canonical in the game. I, I, I don't care. I mean, just presenting it, like... This is a victory for LGBTQ. Have you watched television no. lately? Have in, you watched in, British uh, television lately? It's all gay. Come in the on. game, Gary, Bill was actually a character. He wasn't a sexuality. Yeah. So even though we saw uh, little hints uh, that, that you know, or heard little hints that he was gay, that wasn't Bill. Bill had actual character. He wasn't defined by his sexuality. I think Bill has now been defined by his sexuality in this, this episode. Okay. 
Well, I like Nick Offerman. I like, I mean, I like him as an actor. I like, he's I like a really him. good actor. He did a good job. I, like, yeah. It just, I think it was it well was, acted. Uh, I think it was well yeah. shot. I think it was well directed. Like, the one thing, yeah, the one thing I'll give this show credit for is the editing's really solid. The production design, cinematography, directing is all top notch. It's all like really good. It's got but the HBO said, polish. You said he's a sexuality, not a character. You wouldn't give, you wouldn't concede he has any traits. Like I think this is comparing. I mean, again, I, I'm comparing Bill again to the to the games because that's okay. Bill that I know, and the the Bill in the games is is not the Bill that was in this show. Completely different character, just called Bill. But okay, but if the if the game never existed, would you say this guy that you've seen in the show, he's just he's just gay? There's nothing else to him. Well, that's what I thought of the episode. I didn't think there was anything to these characters other than gay. What 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 did the episode? What did it bring to the table? Yeah, okay. So, like, to me, Bill is a character, like, almost entirely defined by his distrust of other people in government systems and individuals. He seems to have gone completely, like, prepper mode in in ahead of all of this, well before any of this happens with the cordyceps, and yet it's paid off. Remember, like, the first thing we heard him say is the, like, fuck you, bootstrapping asshole. Sure, sure, sure. You know, and um, then he immediately has all of his plans for setting up all the resources he needs and gets it all going. He's very antisocial, very, I would even go as far as saying, pretty arrogant slash stubborn, and uh, probably believes, with good reason, you shouldn't really trust anybody. That's a that's an archetype I'm more than familiar with, and I thought that Nick Hoffman played it really well. And then, of course, someone Which, like to Frank... Me, I didn't think Frank should have... Uh, sorry, uh, Bill should have killed himself. To me, he should have he should have lived on after Frank died, gone kind of back sort of gone back to that prepper mode because that's who Bill was. He was a survivalist. And even though he'd found love and lost love, it didn't, that wasn't everything about him. He was more than just that. He had this wonderful 15 odd years or however it was with Frank. But you know, when Frank passed, it's time for me to carry on. I got to live on. You can, you and, can definitely... and, and with him killing himself, I was just like, to me, I mean, again, this is just me, and you, you're well with it. Obviously, everyone is well within the rights to disagree. But to me, when Frank was just like, oh, I'll kill myself, uh, Bill was like, oh, I've killed myself too. I was just like, oh. What's well, <laughs> so the thing, right? They've your been... life is, is without your, your partner, that's it. You're nothing. That's not who Frank, that to me is not who Bill was. And so, so he been... was, he, so everything, Frank came in, he became, you know, they had this relationship, and now all that Frank, uh, Bill was is gay. And now that his gay lover had died, uh, Bill's got to die too, because that's everything that defined his life. I find that pretty insulting, but I think that's, he was, that's me. All the characterization I was just talking about, that that was where he was. And then knowing Frank for, was it over one and a half decades? like About 15 years or so. Yeah, it would have changed him significantly. He loved life with Frank compared to being alone. That's something that he learned in, in a world that's entirely different from when civilization was functioning normally. I found the scene where he's told, basically, I want you to kill me. The centerfold. But, uh, Sexy. But, oh, you know, without, again, we live in, even out of, that is a fucking beautiful centerfold, by the way. It is. Out of an apocalypse, mm -hmm. people go through life and they lose loved ones. Yeah. They lo lose husbands, they lose wives, they lose children, God forbid. <laughs> and they go on, they live on. No, yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you, and I, I'd like to see a version of the story with that, but there's all kinds of like stories I like to run. I, like I said, I really like the game one, too. Um, but this one is a man who fell so deeply in love with him that when he killed his partner, he, he figured this this is not a life I'm going back to. Fuck being the loner so, prepper. Um, and he Bill obviously wanted to die with him. Die later in the game? 
No, no Bill's we, we alive we in the game. Yeah, we don't know what happens to Bill. Like, we don't ultimately. know what happens to when Bill. They, when so they leave never Bill, seen he's alive. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, what I mean is, like, by the time you hit, like, Lost of Us 2, I don't think we hear about Bill again. Um, well, they've moved way away, though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I was going to say though, is like, because you're right, you're absolutely right. A lot of people have to suffer a lot of loved ones being lost, and they continue fighting, sort of thing. But then you do get instances of people who, um, especially, and I can imagine in a post-apocalypse environment, if you've been surviving with someone for that long, and they're dying of some kind of disease, and they want to take their own life, that if you're of that age and you find the reason to live is all the experiences you had with them, in the form of eating with them, drinking with them. If you remember when he's having the shower and he just describes it as amazing, they hang on Bill's face for a while because he's it's been so long since not only he can have the fun of great food, great wine, great showers, great music and stuff, but having someone to share it with, right. That that's something he's, he hasn't had in so long. And then to have that for over a decade and a half. And then the guy is coming to terms with, he has to die. It, it seemed to me that Bill had decided, oh, okay, I've, I've lived my full life. I've had so much fucking fun with you. I'm not going back to being a prepper alone. I think this is it for me. And that felt completely genuine to me. I could believe someone doing that in real life. Absolutely. Mm. Um, but hey, I, maybe someone. I I, I, I know. I'll I'll agree with you. Maybe someone, not Bill. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing. If you wanted to go to uh, faithfulness, I this, it's not faithful at all. I don't even disagree with you. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we'd have to see how the series plays out to see if like if we're going to be going back to this epic. So going, this was pivotal, or if it was just wow. It looked like they uh, this episode was sponsored by ESG. It's all right, you'll get you'll get the episode again in episode seven when they do the flashback with Ellie and Riley. <laughs> oh, they'll do they, they a lot of repeated themes, is that what you're saying? When uh Cookman wants his 14-year-old girls to fall in love. Like I said, I'll uh, I'll, I'll call spade <clears throat> as it comes, but um, well at this rate the human race isn't gonna procreate anyway. I so. thought I thought that was a I personally all I thought that was a great little chat, personally. I did too. Are. Avoid reading chat for the day, okay? I <laughs> yeah, know I've, I've, yeah, I've been like trying to avoid reading chat just to kind of. I don't don't want to see you know. I just wanted to carry on what we were doing because I, I thought it was quite quite good. I look forward to next week when we talk about episode four, whatever's going to happen in that one. Um, yeah, because they've got to meet up with the brothers soon, haven't they? They do, yeah. Because um, we know that. Because yeah, they'll do. I would imagine that sequence might take two episodes, but really they haven't got the time, right? Because four, five. Well, are, okay. Tommy... Is 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 the game is the first game going to be two seasons or one? Uh it looks from what I know, because I know all the way up to the end of episode eight. Oh, so you know what happens? Yeah, uh, but there's still episode nine to come, which I don't know anything about episode nine. But where they end at episode eight. I would be massively surprised if season one didn't bleed over into season two. Okay, the game. Yeah, that's that. That's probably smart considering they only have two games. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, but they've just game. come out. Oh, Gary. Sorry, Mola. They've just come out. The guys just come out and said that season two is too big to put into one season. Yeah. So, are, what's the uh, like? Is is Last of Us going to be only like three or four seasons? Well, to be honest, dude, if if I were involved in this in any so. way, shape, or form, and they were like, "Your task is to adapt one and two, the games," and then it'd be like, "However many seasons you need," I'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to need ten seasons for everything up to The Last of Us Two, and then I'll need maybe we just don't do two. <laughs> like, you know what? We'll just just yeah, do maybe. one. I'll do the whole I mean, life." But it's been of, renewed, though. It's been renewed, and that's what they no, said they're going to do. 
Uh, and that's the thing. When they adapt Last of Us 2, everyone is going to be hoping they are not faithful, right? Now, Mola, can we please mm -hmm. climb back into our echo chamber? Yes. Let's do it. Let's talk about news. <laughs> It's having their own opinion business is getting a bit too much for me. Uh, DC! Actually, let's read a couple of supers, then we're going to get into the DC stuff, because there's some DC uh, supers here. So, Hal Slush became a new member at the Bard level. Thank you, Hal. Thor's World with a $10 says, Hail Gary, thoughts on Jane Gu James Gunn's subtle jab at Henry Cavill while trying to reboot DC? Mauler, do you plan on doing an EFAP about Az's new favourite show, Milf Manor. I was talking about this on my stream. I didn't know that was a real thing. I saw it and I was like, oh, it must be a meme. But I saw you'd review it. I was like, this isn't this isn't a real what is this show? What is this? <laughs> a man I couldn't believe what I watched. Is it good? <laughs> I mean, it's no, it's horrendous. It's great. I love it. Did you get both episodes? I sent you. I got both. two episodes. Yeah, I got two. Yeah, okay. For some reason, it put the other one, the first one in a completely different folder. What right. is the premise of the so show? I, I never saw oh. it, so the, oh, we if I if I tell you that, well, no, because yeah, fifteen minutes in, they tell you the premise. Right, it's a bunch of milfs go uh -huh. to a, a a beautiful Mexican, um, a, you know, beautiful manor on the beach, whatever. All right, modern night, so it's all modern, mm -hmm. and uh, they're like, I think that you've got to be over forty and uh, between like forty and sixty or something. And they're going there to to because they're milfs and they're going there to meet young men, mm -hmm. okay. right? Yeah. Yep. So they're going like to they're going to bring out a bunch of yeah, bring out a bunch of young yep. men yep. and they're going to let them mingle and you know see what happens. Touchy feely, they get the touchy feely. Oh yeah, yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little little bit of a twist though, Mola. Oh, a little no. bit of a twist. The young no, men no, no, that no. they bring out are the women's sons. I'm uh, not following. Why? Why would they do that? They, 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 because they, they did it. What's uh, Mahler's like? Why? And I know, like, you like to go there. Why? I, like, why is a good question? Understanding things logically <laughs> is 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 normal human nature, but I don't think it's applicable in in the modern world anymore. Cause... You gotta check it. You gotta check out my review, folks. Go so watch it after the stream. Is it like a reality show? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, oh, reality that's that's why clearly make fake money. to fuck, but you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I, okay. So that's that's the thing is I just read an article that oh reality is going to make a big comeback during the writer strike, and it's like, mm, do you guys remember what happened after the writer strike to reality television? Uh, the the plotters were considered writers <laughs> because oh. they're, they're, it's none of its reality. Yes, it's all planned. I mean, one like, of them. One I'm of sure them... they had. I'm sure they had a cameraman inside the house when the person spontaneously opens the door. There's always a cameraman sitting in there. Yeah, duh. And they they get them to. I mean, one of the uh, clearly one of the mums knew what was going to happen. Well, clearly they all knew what was going to happen because one of the milfs who calls herself, I think it's Disco Mummy. Okay. She said, "Ah." <laughs> oh, I mean, I flew over to Mexico with my son because he was going to be on another dating show with with people. And I was just like, how did you not realize it was the same show? Of course you knew it was the same fucking show. Entertainment's gotten weird, huh? It's gotten really Real weird. Real weird. 
And there are oh. that that male, I mean that MILF has clearly been told to to go for it because she is trying to fuck. Oh yeah, thank you, chat. There's there's a woman that comes on, Asian woman, and she says, My name is so young, I'm 50, and I went, not so young then, are you? <laughs> and she says, and she went, My name is so young, and I'm so wet. And I'm like, oh. God. Ah! Do you remember the shows where they would be like, "Here are hot women, here are hot men," and then we put them on an island? Yeah, <laughs> one of the, the I know, Molly, you got to watch it. I can't tell you the get yet. You go, you got to watch it, man. What? Got to watch it. <laughs> like what everyone wants to it's see. It's gonna like, be an EFAT wet dream, oh, dude. Uh, what else we got? Thor. Oh yeah, yeah. So Gary, thoughts on James Gunn's subtle stab at Henry Cavill? Oh, he said that he wanted people who were going to be easy to work with. Yeah, James Gunn is is he's a talented director. People like him. He's also very gifted at talking out of both sides of his mouth. So uh, he clearly didn't want just Henry Cavill. It's pretty fucking obvious. Now, people are saying it's going to be a massive reboot. But if you watch that video, <clears throat> it sounds like Ezra Miller is really going to stick around. It does. And we'll see. Jason Samosa. Jason uh, Momoa. Samosa. Uh, and uh, we'll get to the announcements. I'll tell you what. There's a couple things that sound fine, and there's 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 about four things that sound fucking awful, like okay. bloody, like poor DC fans. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get ratio to my neck. I know I'm fucking waiting for it. Just like the, my the Batman trailer reaction. I am ready. I'm ready. And then I'll just wait. For two years like i did with the batman and we'll just go by the way the batman's sticking around they said it's getting one more movie yeah it's it's getting one more movie but it's not good it, like if you read between the lines in that article it ain't getting another one after that no you don't think and they're no. gonna well they said that anything that is outside of the dc eu like the batman uh like joker uh they're gonna be classed as elseworlds elseworlds and they have to be like Extraordinary. They're gonna have to perform well to in this yes, day. They have to be I was gonna say they got the they got the penguin TV show coming, right? So they're trying to expand for the yeah. Batman oh, universe. Oh dude, their TV shows sound I mean, I'll straight up say fucking lame. <laughs> like well like, that just like, smells James like desperation to me when you're thing, like James Gunn doing swamp thing, fucking fan perfect. Don't, that is we'll get to it, Gary. That is perfect. Spoilers, Gary. Go. Okay. Well, he's not he's not directing it, but like him producing it, what that's a I think that's great. Uh, Mikey Gussler with a one, two, three supers that I can see uh, for 10, uh, 20, and two. So $32 says, just saw the DC slate and I couldn't care anymore. I don't care if these films are universally praised by both critics and audiences. I won't see them. I still haven't seen Black Adam and the Batman. Hashtag sell Snyderverse to Netflix. Mikey Gussler then says, hashtag fire James Gunn. And then also says, there is one piece of media that I think satirizes the superhero genre. That is Mystery Men. Mr. Furious, The Shoveler, hey. Blue Raja, Bola, Spleen, Casanova, Frankenstein, etc. are all great. I love um, Mystery Men. It's a great Fucking film. Great movie. Based on a comic book where the main character is not even in the movie. Flaming Cat. Wow. Flaming carrot, bitch. That's what it's based on. Uh, 
Uneven streets with a two dollar says, Did you guys see the James Gunn DC announcement video? We're just about to go through it. We are just uh, about to go through any it. Any second now. <laughs> Jens Anderson of the Turai, 21 months as a bard. Thank you. Queen Pirate, 20 months as a bard. Uber Geek with a five pound says, As did you ever think you would review something where you would say, quote, dump Tinder sauce into my mum? No, but today I did. Beautiful. Today I did. There's even a text in the show, Mauler, because they all have phones where the production team texts them, and they can also text each other. The production team texts them and says, I mean, everywhere, there's alcohol everywhere. They want these people plastered. They, They say, hey, loosen up, relax, and maybe you'll even... Fuck your mum, basically. Um, Boofity Justice with a fiddy dollar says, I was done with DC after Gun got rid of Cavill. Watching his DCU plan video just makes me audibly laugh. DCU is dead on arrival and it will be forever known as dead company. It is getting easier and easier not giving Hollywood my money. I mean, without... You know, I, 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 there's not a lot about this that I'm excited about at all. I, yeah, dude. When we get there, the, like I, there, but... I was expecting more from James Gunn. I was. I will tell you that right now. Show um, the thing. I can't say anything. In a minute. In a minute. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Don't worry. We're going to go through the whole thing. Pause it. Go through. I know, I know the shills will be zippity doo. It's the greatest thing ever. Scoobity doo. Yay! An Amanda Waller movie. Wow! So stunning. So no wait. Sam is wait, real. An Amanda Waller. All movie? female Game of Thrones. Can't wait for that. Wait, what? <laughs> oh no! That I, I'm not kidding. That was not a joke. <laughs> I can't tell what's real. <laughs> Because... Paradise Lost, which is on Themyscira, which is a bunch of women, is going to be their Game of Thrones show. Yeah. Oh, no. Andrew Clark with the five dollars. His thoughts on the French being a slur. What? Good. Should be more. The French? Yeah, it's not a slur enough. It's not Apparently, slur enough. it's the, the offensive part is the, the Canadians, the fucking Americans. Noun. And French is just use an example. Google it. No, I saw it, Andrew. And you know who said that the French is a slur? The Uh, Associated Press. I was going to say Sargon. (laughs) The Associated (laughs) Press. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Ben. I think actually Sargon was just like, yes. Yes, the French. The French. This was a British example. Uh, Seven Four has been a bar for two months, and Elijah Voller with a five dollars says, "I'm going to be 21 soon. Any advice for dudes in their 20s? Besides not getting married right away, cough, Gary, cough. Thanks, love you. <laughs> what? Just live your life. Just live your life, man. What? Who's cough? What? What? Say that again. He said, "Cough, Gary, cough." He's dissing you for getting married young. Yeah. Oh. Really? People marry young and they live together forever, mate. It's it's about the person, not the. Well, I did marry young, and I divorced that one, <laughs> and I got married when I was older when I should have. And my my unsolicited advice to all young men: here's your giga Chad advice from your old. Your Andrew, game. what's he called? Andrew Tate. Yeah. Your Andrew I got, Tate. I got to amend no it, chin advice because I used to say wait till you're thirty, but I think that's a little too late. I, I, yeah, 27, 28 till you get married. Twenty eight. 27, oh, that was my plan. Yeah. 
28.3. Don't get married at 21, okay? Just don't. I was engaged at 23. But for procreation's sake, you got to be a little younger, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Younger. I don't think we're going to have any. need you to have babies. Little HVBs running around. Nuclear families. Nuclear families are, are wonderful and what keep us prosperous and keep you happy. So Quarter black. Love you, dude. By the way, got married at 18. Got four kids. 10 years, 12 years of marriage now. Is it yep. 12 years? Yep. I've been what married a dude. Uh, 19. What years, a dude. Going on 20. Nice. This year is our 20th anniversary. I'm Guys, I'm flying to Milf Island right now. Yeah, I think <laughs> you should go. I'm on the plane. I've just got a green screen behind me. Well, dude, you, I mean, you're not any of their kid, kids, so fuck it. You know, like, hey. Yeah, but I'm I'm sort of the age of the MILF, so that's or, the and, problem. Or, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Well, they're perfect for it. Are any of them hot? There's one that I thought was pretty hot. Okay. Uh, some, well, uh, there you go. Yeah. And um, the kids are growing up, dude, so you don't have to worry about them. <laughs> are, are they? Oh, maybe they're not. Okay. Let's oh, no, just, they're grown up. They're the grown up and they're out of the house, you know, but none of them, none of them are going to call me dad, you know. I'm here to dump Tinder sauce into that your last mom. Of us That's what I'm here for. Way longer than I thought it would. I I thought it's great. It's great. It's great. I mean, it's great. But great being able to have a, to a different opinion without slagging match. Yeah. <laughs> it can happen, people. I feel like the internet wants the slagging. Match, I know. So. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, Kino reviews with the five dollars says I'm pissed off beyond uh, belief with today's announcement from James Gunn. Snyderverse fans were robbed. I, I'll tell you. For my first reaction was that was disappointing, and I was not expecting it to be disappointing. I thought, okay, he got rid of Henry Cavill, but like James Gunn, he's done some good stuff. He's got a hell of a plan, and it's it sounds kind of basic, bitch. I uh, there's a couple I things I do I, like though. I legitimately thought I'm probably gonna like the majority of what I've heard today. And I was quite that's surprised I, that I actually didn't exactly like exactly what I thought. What I, I thought I thought there was going to be like two or three, two or two things that I'm probably eh, yeah, I'd be like, eh, I can look, yeah, like, oh yeah, Batman, oh Superman. There's going to be a call. There's going to be a girl movie. Yeah. I would have been excited for. Oh, freaking Green Lanterns! You know, like yeah, there would have been stuff. Uh, and the lanterns, quite frankly, is the only thing I'm kind of. That's the only in. thing I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah, that sounds is the, is, that's like the a only good idea. the only yeah. thing that I'm like, ooh. If they nail this, this could be good. It, it could be so good if they do it right. Gee, I Superman, wish I could talk about Batman. it. I, really we, 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 I we, wish we, we could too. I, gotta, I just, I gotta give, the, I gotta give the, the people the credit, Marley. Um, Royal Raptor with a five dollars says, "You guys hear about the map weapon skin they put in Call of Duty? They even give it, gave it a Korean name that means colorful children's clothing." What? What? I need to look into that. A sour cream citizen with a five dollars says, "I just got my Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer Volume One. It's a mix of Conan and Elric, and it's epic." Death Dealer, yeah, that's uh, Sarah Frazetta. Um, I think it's Frazetta Comics. Yeah, that did, uh, even uh, Danzig did a Death Dealer book way back in the day. 
Good stuff. Did you see that tweet that said something like Wakanda was made by black people while (laughs) white people made like Chicago? So, you know, there you go. And then someone was just like, Wakanda was made by two Jewish guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's tend. And Chicago currently, well, demographically, well, um, all the murders, well, um, all the shootings uh, (laughs) are committed by um, uh, Wakandans. About that tweet, Mola, I legitimately am not 100% convinced she doesn't think Wakanda is a real place. <laughs> I thought that was a troll. I think there are some people who think Wakanda is real. I, I, well, um, <laughs> yes, there is. They, they, they already, somebody already did a video on that back when, when Black Panther came out. That there was a, uh, it was, uh, God, who was it, chat? Come on, somebody did a video. Uh, uh, asking if the people thought Wakanda was real, and they, they were. I oh, wasn't that one of the like the street guys walks that goes and around the street. If anybody has a problem with what I just said about Chicago, look at look at the statistics, and then we can talk. I don't make the rules. Uh, I don't make the numbers, man. I don't. Uh, zero with a five uh, pound says... there by the way there's huh? really there's really really strict gun laws in Chicago that don't seem to be working very well yeah they say can you please empty your bullets into the nearest black person did you see oh real quick did you see the article <laughs> to give my tweet context it um of it, some fucking lord of rings fan site like so we got big news uh embracer group which owns middle earth enterprises has gone to warner brothers to ask oh, yeah. them for the film rights back. <laughs> like, what? I'm sure they'll just I'm hand sure them over. <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, Zaz, baby, can we pretty please, pretty, pretty please have the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, come on. And uh, come film on. rights back. Come on. Give them to us, you know, because like. Oh, come on. Because you should. While you're at it, can we have Batman as well? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you ask me for my wife while you're at it? That's Zaz Lobby. It's like, that'll never fucking happen. <laughs> Oh, why? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he might Sarah. give up his... No, Zaslav would give up his wife before he gives up the Lord of the Rings film rights, okay? <laughs> yes. Sira <laughs> uh, with a five pound says, so good to have you guys railing against bad media. On that note, as how's the show about railing desperate moms? <laughs> You've seen the review. The review for episode one is up. Check it out. The review for episode two <laughs> is going to be out tomorrow. So you're going to get, just like the mums, a double dose. Well, and that's thanks to uh, me. I just hope you gave me full credit, but it was actually Perry. <laughs> thanks, Perry. What? For, oh, for two. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. yeah, cheers, Perry. Uh, Go fund yourself. 69 has been a sorcerer for three months and says, never knew episode three of The Last of Us was a sequel to Bros. In the post-apocalyptic gay <laughs> utopia, dude. I mean, come on, Mahler. Don't you think they laid it on a little thick? Just a little. I mean, come on. Um, I'm sitting there going, well, just, just let me know what would the equivalent be if it were a guy and a girl? Would you be saying the same thing? As far as the detour, yeah. Like, uh, when you yeah, say I'm laying, it was like, a waste of time. No, 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 wait, wait. When you say <laughs> laying, no, no, it on, laying thick, it on a little thick, uh, probably not. But they wouldn't. See, that's the thing. <laughs> they wouldn't. That's the whole point of this. And laying it on thick is like, I un- I understand why they do it. They each each time a television maker goes out there and does something for the first time, they think they're the ones doing it for the first time. 
And there's a point of where you got to start thinking of this. The audience seen this a lot. And I have, I have, and, and it, the detour doesn't even have to be about the gay store, which didn't bother me. I, again, I like Nick Offerman. I think he's a good, good actor and I don't mind watching him for an hour. That's fine. Um, and I think it's really fun to see a, a guy who's basically known as a comedian stretch his legs out and getting into drama. And I think mm. he's probably better suited for it, honestly. Uh, but yeah, it, it felt super late, thickly laid on. And I was confirmed, it was confirmed with the media the next day. That's exactly what they wanted. They, that they just, we're going to go hard into this. We're going to go deep and hard. <laughs> this. Uh, that episode is an award show episode that's what they're going for yeah yeah it's like going full retard i mean that's uh, which i would say has been laid on thick a lot in the past too and i would say the same thing about that to the point where they even make fun of it later in a movie quite famously is it gonna be yeah. thicker than one of the young guys when he when he tinder sources <laughs> over one of the mills face neck and oh, chest and they're just a prepper they're prepping the audience for what's to come believe me uh what i know of the source material which is very little but it's whatever uh, i just don't know what it does to the overall story now if this comes back later and something they do together like has an impact later in the show then i'll be proven wrong but uh i think this shit doesn't really get brought up again ever i don't see why it would yeah and then what was the fucking point on the third episode I would feel completely different about it if it was like a bottle episode later in a second season or something like that. Uh, Sam Smith has been a bard for seven months. Thank you. That's a lot of nuts has been a bard for six months. Thank you. And Senor Nesuno has been a bard for 14 months. Thank you. And Grimnack 28 has been a bard for six months. Thank you. Oh my God. Jens Anderson of the Tarai with a 50 Swedish says, I want to submit my application. To have another opinion, I usually stick to the echo chamber, but I like Ellie and Joel, not the snooze fest of episode three, though. A uh, couple right. more, and then we'll get into the DC stuff. Deck 970 has been a bard for 11 months, and Trevor Sumner has been a witcher for 16 months. It says, hey, lads, Gary Mauler. Love the real BBC. Mauler! Yes. Any chance you're going to do Jurassic World Dominion unbridled rage down the line? Recently watched your Fallen Kingdom one. It's still great. Uh, There's a good chance that could happen, yeah. Because I haven't seen Dominion. But I think the second I see it, I will be incensed to create something. It's a very good chance. Uh, Jurassic Park is a film that sits in the corner of my mind very calmly. Having a fun little time. He's on a little chair. Every time I watch a movie in the franchise that's further on and it fucking spits all over that amazing film, that little child turns into a little monster and he runs around really angry in my head. And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to make a video now. That's basically the motivation behind um, the Fallen Kingdom video. What a fucking disaster the Jurassic franchise has become. And it's funny because I'm one of the people who very controversially says, like, there's one good Jurassic movie. That's it. It was one great film. And they keep pumping it over and over again and we've gotten to the point where the advertising for it now is like there's loads of dinosaurs and there's the characters you recognize that's it and then i find out that the plot for the new one is fire locusts i saw um the first is it i don't know is it just jurassic world the first one yeah of the reboot i mm. saw that once i never shit. have to see it i was just like I, I don't need to see any of this fucking shit it was shit there's only good one Jurassic Park movie, and that's Jurassic Park. 
And I fucking love that movie. It's great. It's absolutely phenomenal. It had a and point a lot to make. It made it so well. <laughs> like humans meddling in shit they don't understand for profit. It's fun. It's a fun idea. Well, and you know, in Hammond's case, like it's it's more than just profit, but at the same time, like a hubris. I I don't know. I I really like it, and I think the rest of the films just fail. Bashy Washy, by the way, just gifted another ten subs. I saw that Bashy Washy. Thank you. You know he's a He's my Arabian princess. You know what but he's was a, a prince? A good detour done well that had impact later in the story. Again, which this Gary's <laughs> back again. I'm back to I'm back to it again. Is the Umbrella Academy? With Klaus. You ever see season one of the Umbrella Academy? Yeah. yeah. When he grabs the time box and accidentally goes back to the Vietnam War. The Vietnam War, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And fights in the fights in the Vietnam War, uh, falls in love with like a sergeant. Um, and and then when he comes like it was just a random thing, like, oh, I got this thing, he's gone. Uh, that he's gone for a year. He comes back. And he's changed completely as a character. Like Klaus was like this drugged up because he can see, yeah. you know, he can see, he can see the dead, and uh, he's completely fucked because of it, right? And he comes back like a stronger. He's able to use his power better. He's a more serious. He's broken when he comes back. He's completely broken, and uh, he saw, you know, basically what sacrifice was, and. He, he got into the military and he fought and they just, they're like, where'd this guy come from? Give him a gun. You know, it was a funny, it was really cool, really well done. And it had impact on the entire season until uh, Elliot came around in season two. And, uh, oh, Jesus. Fucking season two was terrible and three was terrible too. But uh, in C3, two was absolute garbage. First one was good. Number five is the shit. Um, JWT, uh, JWT6577 with the $5 says, I can't wait for. I swear it's not a Superman origin movie. The store brand the boy and store brand the boys. Uh Alcatraz S299 with the five dollars says, Good morning, you lovely gentlemen. As Gary, thoughts on the Scorched comic? Never read it. Also, song recommendations, No Son of Odin by Hammerfall. Okay. You ever read the Scorch, Gary? I have to look at it. Uh, Unhinged with a five dollars says, "Hi, as here's some money. Thanks." Benjamin Flensborg with a fifty Danish says, "I love watching Mooley slowly turn into a Borg." I've not read on the Dead Space. Comic. He will Get soon one. be one of us. Lol. Is it of, Hi guys. Of the armor? And for, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for yeah. God's sake, Black Ice is not the end. Oh, I I know. But they shut that, like, no school today because there might be some black ice on the road. And I've got a 4x4 four four with all-weather tires. That it's pretty racist, black. dude. I think ice of all colors is bad. I you know, wow. agree. Okay, uh, that was so racist. Uh, I swear to God. Uh, EMC Dunner with a $5 says, Mauler, please, for love of God, explain why The Last of Us episode is so good to Shad and Az. Bill and Frank are an allegory for Joel and Ellie's journey. No, they're not. Like, uh, it's almost because like they immediately, they immediately just fucking play the piano and then bonked. I, it's not at all. <laughs> I am fucking... fine with Shad and as having their respective feelings about it. I already went over like uh, how I do agree with that sentiment that it's allegorical. <laughs> that uh, what Bill did for Frank is what Joel will do for Ellie, and that he was almost empowered by that message in the note highlighting that he failed with Tess, he failed with Sarah. 
which you know it's harsh to call it a failure, but that's yeah. Gonna be how, and then that's Ellie how it... will get high fucking her girlfriend while Joel has well, his uh, brain smashed in by. What I'm saying is that's how Joel will feel. He's gonna yeah. be like, I I should have prevented the death of my daughter. I should have prevented the death of Tess, sort of thing. And so it's gonna invigorate him hardcore with Ellie. Um, I just hope because I'm with you on actually the. I'm not quite feeling them too. Uh, I, I want more. I want it to be better. I, I was talking to Drinker about it, and he was saying like there's still components missing from the game that makes Ellie fully well-rounded, and they haven't included for all of it. She doesn't come across very vulnerable ever. Uh, no. This, this version of it, which is frustrating, is it's, it's not going to help bind us. So, you know, they've got time left. I'm hoping... Do you want a spoiler? Can... <laughs> well, I, I, again, like, maybe that would have been time better spent on the third episode, like, getting to know Joel and Ellie more in the third episode. Uh, I suppose ratings are um, going up. So what do I know? One second. I know one allegory. Sexy fool, whatever he's called, sexy centurion. I know one allegory is dipshit. Just because you don't fucking like the fact that I don't think it's an allegory for the relationship between Joel and Ellie doesn't necessarily mean that I'm wrong. Learn to get a fucking different opinion or learn to understand different opinions. Fucking idiot. I don't know what fucking allegory is. Oh fuck off. Dude, have you seen what they've been saying about me? Like, I know, this it's is just the like, stream fucking... everyone finds out I'm gay, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I did see I did see Mauler gay confirmed, but um, um well, here out. we got a uh, Liam Khan with a five Canadian says, Gary, did you read Angel after the fall comic? If yes, would you recommend reading it? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, art not so great. Story pretty good. Um, but it's like the only age you'll see. I know how you feel, Mahler. I know how you feel. <laughs> I already know how you feel. Well, gay? I, I liked it, though. I don't know. Because, well, <laughs> I mean, really it's us three, right? So there's no... I don't need to worry about spoilers. I mean, stop listening if you don't want to know what happens right at the end of the Buffyverse. But uh, Angel ends... Angel's ending is my favorite ending to a story ever. It is. And I the can't way I see it, though, any is more comic of books story. are not... I've never seen I've never seen comic books as as absolute canon. It's I'm gonna read no. this, and then if they if they if they film another show, that's gonna trump everything I just read. I usually understand that when it comes to comic adaptations of a TV show. Um, I think Trinka's never... in chat. Trinka, howdy duty. What's up, baby? Um, but Hello. dude, uh, Mahler, I <laughs> were you about totally, to say? I totally, totally agree with work. you. That, <laughs> I totally agree with you that like the end of Angel is best to the left. To the imagination after that like there's nothing will beat your imagination yeah. after that because that is the best ending of a show outside of new heart which has the oh. number one best ending of a show drinker do you ever. want to discuss dc the well, dc slate with us in, we're about to go into uh, dc slate he's happy to jump in if you guys want okay yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do it Come okay on, am i right chat new heart best ending of a tv show of all time <laughs> Do you, do you even know how it ended? Because I'm dying to tell you. Wait, Newhart. which show? Sorry, Bob Newhart. So there's two Newhart shows. There's the Bob Newhart show, and there's the Newhart show, where he was a hotel guy in Vermont. I watched them both. Bob Newhart was one of the funniest motherfuckers. Dry humor. So the end of the second series. Is he passed away now? No, he's still alive. Oh, thank um, God. Oh God. Yeah, 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 you yeah, said yeah. was man. He scared the shit on me. So, okay, good, good. Let me continue. Uh, I'm. I'm I'm obviously he, bad no, stop with saying my Bill, English. Fucking Bob Newhart's dead. Bob Newhart is very much alive, and he's awesome. We fucking love him. But he wakes up. At the end of the second series, he wakes up with his wife from the first series, and they dreamt the whole second series. The whole second series was a dream. It's fucking great. It was so good. Like Dallas. 
uh like dallas except funny and good (laughs) dude it's so good Uh, uh i'll just do a couple more supers while we wait for drinker uh, base player 2011 iffy with a twenty dollars says the original Dead Space was successful in part because it came out both Resident Evil and Silent Hill were all but dead, and Amnesia was still two years away. So Dead Space was the right game at the right time. I just remember it coming out and just being a great fucking game. Man. I was about to say, as much as I'm happy to agree with that, I just think Dead Space is a fucking banger. It, it just uh, mm. it, beyond the atmosphere beyond the genre the mechanics are solid as hell uh i love playing it for the min max in the balancing of the enemies the weapons and stuff it's all great fun and last one before we get into this savage well i mean i'll do more later but savage talk with a 20 dollars says gary pineapple pizza thing aside <laughs> we pretty much have the same taste on everything i quit comics when they did the forget spider-man thing after civil war what kept you guys around for so long after that it was a piece of crap well, I was buying DC, not Marvel, so that's what get me going. And Gary doesn't care. Drinker, <laughs> how you doing, dude? Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing I this evening? Was looking something up. Okay, what do I not care about? Hi, <laughs> Drinker. I care about you. Hey guys, uh, I care about you too, Gary. Oh, very much. Oh, I need to say, Gary. Let's go how prep together in a town. Dig. Uh, I I would happily see out the apocalypse yeah. with you, drinking uh, fine wine and having a nice steak dinner, singing musical, shagging, and taking Vicodin, <laughs> taking Viagra, more like. <laughs> well, that's how most nights out with me end, so it's all right. Hey. hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, right. I mean, I I don't know, um, like, because I know you, you the conversation has probably moved on from from Last of Us, but. Uh, yeah, hey, if you want, if you want to say something, feel free. Yeah, you can get roasted now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, sorry, I feel like you've <laughs> taken all, all the heat on this one. Yeah, you know, drink is gay. I haven't yeah. made all of the friends today, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, personally, I I enjoyed that episode. I think it's probably the one that I've had the most emotional investment in in the the three of them so far. Um, I I like the. I like the way the relationship was built up. I thought it was very sensitively written. I think it worked well. I think the acting was great. And um, overall, I was pretty happy with it. It was weird because like the bits that were bookended with Joel and Ellie, I was just like, nah, whatever. Just move along. I don't care. That's not a good uh, sign. I know. Well, that's, that's I guess, I made a, view, a review of this today. And it kind of points to that as a bit of a problem. Like, if I'm more invested in two random characters who are, like I'm never going to see again than I am in the protagonists of the show. It's a little bit worrying. It it kind of tells me that something might be a bit wrong. Mr. Gunn. Yes. Wow, you didn't even say anything back to about racism. No, I mean, I'm just like, I've said, I've said my piece today. I mean, like, yeah, like, I don't want to rake it up again if, like, you guys have all gone over this already, I, so I, yeah, I'm not going to... You know, I, I think this was a nothing episode. If there's going to be no, you know, it's not going to pay anything off going forward at all. Well, uh, this was not, no. I mean, I... the third episode, and your show desperately needs a relationship to start developing between your main characters. This was a very <laughs> weird thing to do. I, I agree that it was... what happens later, you know. Don't yeah. waste time. You know what I'm saying? I think it was put in a bad place in the yeah, this is the kind of episode that you would put in like episode five or six or seven. Maybe not episode three when you're still kind of trying to establish everything and get things moving. So that I'm was a ideal. Welsh. Twenty five percent Welsh. Who's twenty five percent Welsh? Me. Gary's like, ew. 
What? Um, well, uh, just out of curiosity, then, because you said you found it meaningful. Why? So are you still now, more? <laughs> but, no, I, 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 for me, I think it. I, I, you know. Yeah, I think for me, it touches on some interesting questions about, like, okay, well, if you've removed the the pure physical survival aspects from the equation, because this is a guy who's prepped for this, he's ready, uh, and so you know the infected aren't really so much of a threat. It, the the bigger struggle for him now is finding some kind of reason to actually live and i guess that's the the thing that the episode tries to answer you know you can be as prepared as you want you could be as protected as you want but if you've got nothing to live for then what's the point and i guess that's what he kind of discovers in the course of the episodes to the point where you know when uh, when frank's made his decision to end his life he decides that he's going to do it with him because really like that was the thing that gave his life the meaning that it needed to continue that's what gave him happiness and fulfillment for 20 years and uh yeah i think that was it was it touched upon some interesting ideas there i suppose and it did it in quite an emotionally satisfying way for me all right yeah i mean i, I don't want to belabor it i was just curious what he thought he just got on <laughs> like, yeah. uh yeah and it helps obviously you've got couple of really good actors particularly you know kevin offernan who I'm, i just love seeing in everything <laughs> he's always going to be ron swanson for me um nick nick sorry nick not kevin i don't know where i see kevin <laughs> nick offernan that's like our freudian <laughs> slip there Drew, yeah <laughs> okay he's got kevin on his brain that's like someone say oh, i fucking love that star wars it's my favorite film yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what's your favorite star wars I'm always shit with uh, Ooh, with actors' names. <laughs> Come on, they did drop a bombshell to um, Leslie Headland. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, I need to know them. Shit. Oh, <laughs> I like all the uh, Star Wars. All the Star Wars. Okay, let's get to this DC thing. Dude. Okay, let's go. Uh, what's this? <laughs> I'm so excited. Hey, everybody. So I'm James Gunn. Hi, James. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So, as many of you know. If you want to stop it at any point, gentlemen, just say stop. I'm always the head of DC. DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And it's one of, you know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something- I say, could you pause it, please? I, I feel like the the problem with DC hasn't been like a lack of um, connectivity amongst film and TV. It's that they haven't produced a single particularly good film, <laughs> like yes. in the whole yeah. run of the DCEU. Yep, like that's that's really where you should start, James. I could not agree. I like they should have really hunkered down for a good movie and then worried about it because uh, that's how they did the MCU. They didn't do the MCU. They didn't plan out and map out the MCU. They like, hey, let's throw Nick Fury in at the end and see what happens. That this feels like, yeah, man, this feels like they're going to repeat the same mistakes as last time. Instead of like starting from scratch and doing a couple of movies, really focus on the quality of those films and really set them up well. It's like, now we're going to try and launch an entire interconnected universe yeah. simultaneously. Oh, so killed it the first time. I know, it's like, it's, playing catch-up is killing you. It's killed you for 10 years. Stop it. This Stop is what he's, gonna, he's just about to go into. Oh, uh, as, we as go. after this, don't forget to pull up the article because there is more in the article where he addresses, like he says, WB was dicking around Henry Cavill. He does say that. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's four movies that he just, which is The Flash, which is uh, Aquaman, 
which is a couple of others before Blue Beetle and something else before they even start their slate. Ah, uh, you'll see, you'll hear. Well, okay. like, yeah, I'm, I've been holding back on the whole Superman thing that? and the dynamic with Supergirl. It's going to be really fucking obvious, by the way. Oh, and it's not good. Based off what he said about Supergirl, it ain't good. I, I really like, feel sorry. I really God. feel sorry for the marketing teams that have to try and promote Aquaman 2 and The Flash and Beyond. Dude, Shazam! What the, they, like... they must be the most downtrodden people on the planet. It's like oh, we're but... trying to market films that are clearly <laughs> the end of a, a franchise. Have we talked about how, like, because uh, I think Angry Joe got, like, both roasted and praised for a tweet where he said, like, who cares about Shazam now that the universe is, like, getting reset or whatever. And some people were like, well, because a film should hopefully be good anyway, not just, like, Based on where it's going next, what do you what do you guys think about that? Um, I think it looks terrible. I think I think Angry Joy is a thousand percent right. It's a sequel from another movie that is set in a larger world. That they, that's a, it's not our fault that they set that fucking shit up. It's already set up, and now we're going. Now they're going. Please enjoy it as a standalone. Uh, no. well, so th that's actually what I was gonna say. I was gonna, I was gonna try and defend them on the fact that Marvel and DC have like trained everybody this way that every film is now just a component piece to a big film. They're not. Yeah. They don't make us. They don't. They don't have us go like, oh, this is gonna be a really great, awesome movie. You can enjoy it on its own. You don't need to worry about what happens next. You know what? I but if you are hear, interested, I know. constantly hear from fucking Hollywood how fucking hard everybody works. Everybody works so fucking hard. I, nobody said, said you didn't. But you know, you know, and we hear that all the time. You know what I never hear from these motthers is you customers, for one, you're called consumers. Fuck yeah. that. Bet we customers are. and paying paying customers work hard for your money and are looking for entertainment and not some fucking vanity project from some narcissistic egomaniac who watches MSNBC and believes it all fucking day. The thing is as well, like it seems like everyone potentially is working hard apart from the writers of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Russell the script's a garbage. On writers yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. He said, oh, yeah, he said yeah, yeah. a lot of people want to get represented and they want their voice heard. And I read their scripts and they're rubbish. It's gone to they like, don't... super clown world with how writing is not cared about at yeah. all. Like, I think they had a, they figured it out at some point, quote unquote, figured it out that writing's not important. Like, they, they maybe it could go back to Iron Man 1, even, right? Like, that it was, it was improvised and rushed. And then they were like, you know, we don't need to put much money or time into this whole writing thing. And like, well, I think what they've done. Time, well, they've what now. Some movies are in production before the previous movies are even fucking done in terms of scripts and stuff, and it's absolute fucking mess. Well, I suspect what they've done is just invested in a, an AI to write the scripts for them because that's <laughs> how they feel these days. Well, it'd be better. I, I would not. It be would be better. Honestly, I would believe that. I, I could believe. Yeah, I could believe that they the, the AI spits out like a basic spec script, and then they'll get theoretical humans to add a few touches to it and polish yeah. it up slightly, and then bang, you've got your next Marvel movie. If you told me that's how they were made, I would I could believe you. There's there's a, unfortunately there is now a believability factor. Did you see Gundam's video the other day about the comic industry? Oh, good. Probably, yeah. When he was going through the... Oh, it's a great video. When he was going through the, the panel, the DC panel, the gay... D, you know, they talk about the gay DC panel. Oh, all yeah, they the were one, doing the was basically going, let's turn... Days. Huh? The one we found on Friday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the one that we went... We, we, you know, yeah, yeah. we, this cross-pollination. This cross-pollination. I'm fine with that. Use it all day long. Dude, use audio clips for the next five years from that. You can. And, and uh, Gundam using the... Uh, what, inclusivity and diversity makes money. 
Make I love that one. Yeah. It's, it's because it's phrased as a question. It's like, yeah. do they? <laughs> I'm not even sure. Her lint just always goes up, but she's like, she's, it's like really popular. It's like, <laughs> makes money. But like, they would just say like, oh, all I want to, all I want to see, I want my this, I want my trans poison ivy. I, I've got my gay Tim Drake. I've got my gay this. I've got my gay Superman. It's just like just a bunch of raving fucking narcissists that just want to see themselves represented and they don't in any capacity give a shit about actually the audience that or the character that uh, has been around for decades upon decades. And then they just kept referring to toxic masculinity. We've got a problem with toxic masculinity. To I just like... I I, I say fucked. I'm eternally grateful to Velma, and I'm I'm not going to derail the, the conversation. But it's like that show has like hit peak wokeness, and it's raised so much awareness of how stupid all this stuff yeah, is. Yeah, no, it's it's done us a favor. I totally agree. If it hits, but if it more. nobody it likes the pendulum that swing, then yeah, yeah. But yeah, to answer Man. your question, Mueller. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, like. Obviously, you hope for individually good movies, but like the best yeah. ones that DC have put out have been the standalone ones, like Joker, like The Batman, like those have been the ones that have done best, and they're just like in their own pocket universes. Mm. And Joker wasn't even a Joker script. Yeah, no, exactly. no. Todd Phillips said that uh, he sneaks, he sneaked a real film into a comic book movie because yeah, that's the only way you can get them made these days, or something like that. Anyway. But it worked. It fit. It, the thing is, it actually legitimately fit and worked. Well, because the script was worked on for a long time, from what I gather, and they, they worked with the actor, right? And they yeah. bounced around ideas and stuff. I just can't believe we're at that point. Why does everyone hate scripting in Hollywood? The fuck happened? <laughs> um, well, because it's it's uh, more corporate and producer driven, and they're not creatives. They are pie chart, bottom line. Let's. Let's make these things widgets and shove them out. And art, the process takes too long. You might have to delay some release dates. And that's what they need to start doing, like straight up. You want shit to get better. Stop being a bunch of woke a-holes and uh, alienating half your audience. And delay some release dates. Give people time to work on shit. Yeah, I don't think Aquaman 2 is going to get any better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's certain things you can polish a turd only so much. It just is a very shiny turd. It's you're right. <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, but I'm I'm saying like I'm you know could maybe a couple of Marvel projects been better if they were given more time? I'm thinking yes, yes. That's just yeah. Um, well, because like the thing with Aquaman, I don't even like this. This is just they're getting it out to try and make the. They've decided it's worth putting out versus attacks right off. Right, it's like that's the same for Shazam and the Flash because they don't have any and other intentions on these. And in fact, if there's anything interesting to announce about the future of those IPs and actors and stuff, they're going to save it until after the film gets its theater run. Right. Yep. That's how it'll work. Yeah, so this all feels very just. Mm, we're gonna get into, fucking joking here, sort of thing. Yeah, like, we're gonna get into some supreme Hollywood bullshit coming up later. <laughs> like, oh, I love these guys. Ezra Miller, fantastic. Aquaman's gonna be a great movie. Shazam, awesome. And then when they're all gone, it's like, I'm going in a different direction. <laughs> you know that the two people have been informed: Henry Cavill, who didn't have anything in the works, yeah, and uh, Gal, Gadot, Gal Gadot, whose movie wasn't in the works. Well, I mean, it was gonna, you know, but it wasn't being worked on. So they were two easy people to go. Oh, and they've already answered Ben Affleck. They've already answered that question. Like, yes. we want him to direct a movie. 
there's your answer. That's your freaking answer. Yeah. Let's go. Reeves Batman or Todd Phillips Joker or Teen Titans Go that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the... But does that mean that we are going to have different Batmans at the same time? Yes. Yes. Oh, good God. Uh... And, And let's just let him go. I've got so much to say. I'll be making a video on this. I would, oh, fuck. I was going to like hang out with my wife. This is the nature of the job. I'm going to bitch a little bit. I was going to hang out with my wife tonight. <laughs> we're gonna, we were going to watch uh, Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. You know, we're going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Went out of town for a little while. And I'm like, and then I got to look at her in the face and go, babe, I got to work. And she's like, what? There's a big article on DC movies. <laughs> you know, and when you say that to <laughs> somebody out loud, like, I got to work. Because of an article on DC movies, it sounds ridiculous. It just sounds utterly, utterly ridiculous. But she's understanding. She's like, I understand. Let's go. Next year. First, we have Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Shazam. (laughs) Which we can't all wait to not watch. Uh, Pfizer is the devil. Pfizer. So hail, Zachary Levi. It's uh, Tim Pool. It's Levi. It's not Levy. Did he see Levy? (laughs) He said Levy. He must have got a call hey, about that, right? Do you guys like, like how I put um, Matt Walsh's? I, I mean, yes, I'm, I meant yes, to do yes, it yes, over yes. and over Kevin again. Feige. Kevin Feige. Feige. <laughs> I watched your video, Gary. Thank you, buddy. I watched it too, and I from that clip, I was like, "Do people like try to argue like he's doing it on purpose? He's trolling. Trust me, it's not that he has no fucking clue." Feige. No, he has no Feige. clue. He has no clue. These That's people don't he... know anything about these fucking fandoms. They're just trying to grift in on them because it's uh, popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zachary Levi, great guy by the sounds of it. At least he's got his head screwed on. His father passed away a couple of days ago, so oh, no. uh, much love to him. Um, unfortunately, Shazam 2. And I did find Shazam 1 okay. I quite I enjoyed did. it. I thought it was okay, too. I but did. this I... second one... It was, it was just Black Adam, looked... basically. <laughs> same level just yeah yeah it was just inoffensive superhero movie that honestly could have been it was on the same level as as i say sky high but i love sky high sky high is one of my favorite movies it's a fan but it's like a jokey disney movie right back when disney was well still weird but disney uh if you don't know what sky is kurt russell never heard of sky high no you've never heard of sky high never heard of sky high oh sky high is awesome dude it's a superhero high school. It's got yeah. Bruce Campbell in it and Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's like the coach. Go, right? Oh, you got to watch it, dude. It's fun. It's a good movie. Okay. okay. Man, Never that feels it. weird that me and Gary are aware of a thing that As and Drinker aren't. That feels wow. strange. Yeah, how did this happen? Oh, yeah. wow. It's People know things others don't. Crazy. It's no, it's just weird that <laughs> the two opposite ends of the age scale. <laughs> well, yeah, we we've had a ten year ha- head start on more where we should know like, all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> decades apart. <laughs> we got, it got lost Mahler, in the mix. It won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I was too oh, busy well, still with watching age comes Wonder Woman. Beauty or something. Sure. Nah, it doesn't work. Yes. out. I wish it worked out like that. I mean, look <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> apparently, I was so much prettier when I was younger. <laughs> You're we're still wheeled. a beautiful we're man, Gary. Oh, the stream darling. opened with, with as declaring your beauty, <laughs> so it's canon yeah. now. Oh, 
Both hey, of your beauties. This oh. is an EFAP because we've gotten three minutes in, or no, 48 <laughs> seconds into the five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we need to let this, be, let this one I, run. I would have been finished if we were having sex. I'm just saying. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, you Did all he... know it's true. Don't deny it out there in chat. Sam has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That What? Huh? That doesn't even make sense. What is he's always been off in his own Shazam has been completely off in his own part of the DCU, so it makes so he easily connects. What? <laughs> yeah, they lost um, me on that one. I don't know why they're sticking with fucking uh, Matt Reeves Batman. Uh, puts him in a weird position because it did just well enough to keep it around. I, I, I it did, and it wasn't terrible. I like there's parts of it I really liked. Um, I don't know why they're continuing with it though. Like, it's not. Are they going to make they're the next one a release date? If, if I, I they guess make it's... the next one rated R, then now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. I think yes. it got a good fan reception, and I think Pattinson's young enough to carry the the mantle of Batman for the next decade or so. Is Batman going to wear a skirt? Uh, I really I hope so. I, I mean, I'm hoping. That's all I'm saying. But if what I scared. what I want to see from his version of Bruce Wayne is more moping. Um, I, I think he was too buoyant and and yeah. exuberant in the first movie. I, I I totally agree. Yeah, he was way too positive and happy. That moves directly oh, into the Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love. That resets <laughs> the entire DCU. I'm sorry, he got a point. <laughs> a fantastic movie that I really loved. <laughs> he had to rehearse that line. That is that is some yeah. Holly, dude. That is that is that is Hollywood speak. This movie is oh, done. Oh yeah, this, this movie is shit. Done. <laughs> but, uh, pay, pay attention to what he said there. This resets the entire DCU. Yes. Oh, the Flash. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that was pathetic, even for Hollywood, Gary. Like. I really love that movie. <laughs> Trust me. By the so way, I... he uses the word fantastic to describe movies over and over and over again in this. I, I, I talked to somebody who who saw the test screening of Flash. Uh, nice kid. I don't mean to disrespect the kid at all. He, he likes a lot of stuff. He, I mean, but he really liked it. Said it was really good. Hmm. The Flash. Uh, Chris Gore has passed that information on too. Yeah, The Flash. Um, Henry Cavill is in it. Uh, there's three Batman in it. I uh, don't know if they're going to stay in it or not, but uh, yeah. So it sucked, basically. <laughs> I, I, I don't freaking know. I don't like Ezra Miller. I don't like him as an actor. Uh, and, and honestly, I've said this before, I don't care if he was a good Christian boy <laughs> who just obeyed the law and did everything. I just He's horribly miscast as Flash. Horribly miscast as Flash. And there's two of them in it? Oh, that's a little hard for me to stomach. That's they'd, what have, they'd have to bring like the Christian Hollywood Bale. Producer they'd said. have to bring back Christian Bale, Adam West back from the dead, Michael <laughs> Keaton, and and call it Batman. <laughs> and, and they'd have to throw in Tobey like Maguire it. too, come on. <laughs> but Gary, yeah. uh, from what I know, the three Batmen that are in The Flash yeah. are... Um, Michael Affleck. Keaton, yes. ben, Affleck, ben Affleck, and Adam, and Adam West. West. Yes. They're the three Batman. Uh, Christian That's Bale's weird. costume is in the movie. It's yes. Bat Point. <laughs> Dustin, you're right. Just call it Bat Point. <laughs> yeah. Bat point. yeah. 
point paradox. A flash point. I mean, there was no. I mean, God, I just I don't like understand why they just the didn't get that much. Jeffrey Dean Morgan to play Thomas fucking Wayne. I just can't even play fucking Batman at this point. <laughs> but he would have been Batman. He would have been Thomas Wayne yes. Batman in, yeah. in from. But I mean, like. Uh, he would be good in uh, Batman Beyond. I mean, uh, Keaton would be better for the movie universe. But if you wanted somebody who actually looked like a Batman, an older Batman, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's pretty good. Now, let's carry on. It's going to talk about how Blue Beetle's fantastic. Oh. I think the Blue Beetle, a fantastic film. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's even in keep... Blue Beetle? It's um guy from uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, but he's not exactly an A-lister, is he? No, and a blue like it's a it's a fun like really obscure character that they're not even basing it on the real guy Ted Cord. Ted Cord, um, yeah. And and like like everything else, it could totally work. I just don't see it. It just it sounds like they were really going. Uh, diversity was their priority in that storytelling, but James Gunn talks about that later which kind of contradicts everything he's saying now. But um, can we just move past the bullshit days? Like, no, the, like companies are going to eventually have to do this. They're going to like James Gunn does get real in the print interview when, when he talks about Henry Cavill, he's like, listen, we talked to him. I like him. And the previous regime dicked him around. He's been dicked around a lot. So that, that doesn't sound like a guy who's shitting on Henry Cavill. He's all, he just didn't work for our Superman which is a giant red flag. Well, so we got to read the print version later to, to give context to the Superman, which I totally believe will be Timothy Chalamet. Yes. <laughs> It'll be some wafy little young guy and uh, not a man. <clears throat> Film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU and then into... I he was saying marvelous. <laughs> Well, look, okay. It just sounds DC just keeps saying Marvel, Marvel, Marvel over again. Did he say Marvel? Go back. I want to hear that. This is Marvelous, doesn't he? Sounds like Marvelous. And then into Aquaman 2 about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU and then into. Sounds like Marvelous part. A marvelous part. Oh, he's saying Marvelous, but it sounds like Marvelous. Oh, I thought (laughs) that's weird. So he's you knew he was weird that that's where your brain went to. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Like, I, like the kid I, I, li- I like him. Uh, we'll see if he does a good job with the movie. To Aquaman 2. Marvelous. Better. Come on. Do oh, better. Did you see Cobra Kai? Do like, did better than fucking everything. Every uh, Everything Wars, Marvel did. Yeah. Every Marvel thing. Brand Rings of Power. Right. And it's so. getting Rightly one so. last season. And it's only getting one last season. It's insane. Was well, that is that enough to tell its story, or has it been like canceled? Yeah, or? maybe. No, I think, I think that. I, yeah, I think six seasons is enough. Like oh. they were kind of not running out of ideas, but it feels like it's coming to an end now. Anyway, like yeah, story-wise. I don't think streaming shows are going to go like 10, 11, 12 seasons. I think you know four or five will be the average. Yeah, the economy of them is is really different, isn't it? Because it's not like cable shows or whatever or uh, terrestrial shows where they can make more money from advertising like it's on a streaming service so like what they bring in is just potentially more subscribers that's all you get but they're going to get more and more expensive with each season aren't they like and they are get more and expensive we can talk about later like how the money is really really drying up 
and you're seeing a lot of consolidation. Paramount Plus just rebranded for the second time in two years. Yes. Yeah, they're done. Wait, <laughs> what, what do they rebrand to? Oh, oh, you're gonna love this name, <laughs> Paramount Plus and Showtime. <laughs> wow, check it out. <laughs> I I can't wait to go, honey. Grab the remote. Let's fire up the Paramount Plus and Showtime channel. Why couldn't why can they have amalgamated it and make like a Paratime or something? Showmount. Paramount Plus and Showtime. That's horrifying. POS Plus. No. They have POS. Piece of shit plus. Hey, Tulsa King's the shit. Watch it. Here we go. Leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm going to tell you about now. So Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. That's taken from the animated Gods and Monsters. It is, but I like that title. Good title. And it, it, like when I first said it, I'm like, oh, cool. We'll get some of the supernatural. We'll get some of the superheroes. I've always liked that mix. Uh, but then he goes on. But then he goes on. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. What? Creature Commandos. What? what? <laughs> That's your first project. <laughs> this one was already in production. Lead with your front foot no, no, forward, guys. Yeah, Fucking hell. So the obvious thing to say is nobody knows who this shit is. What? Yeah. Why would you do this? What are you doing? <sighs> I mean, this is something you announce after your chapter four, okay? <laughs> All right. But uh, um, it looks like he's spinning some stuff off from Suicide Squad. So there's going to yeah. be yeah, there's multiple weasel, there's Suicide weasel, Squads. Yeah. Is, yeah, is this yeah. just James Gunn like playing to his strengths? It's like, yes. good at Suicide the, yeah. Squad. Just going to do another one, basically. Yeah, it goes Guardians, right, as well. That's where it all begins in terms of like, oh, you managed to kick off a whole ensemble cast with one movie or one, I don't know, story. So let's try and do it again and again and again. And I don't not, know. They, they I, need to kickstart all of this shit because they're so obsessed with getting their universe up and running. It's and this will probably be the thing I like. <laughs> this Creature Commandos, I'll probably like it, but it's just a weird thing to start out with, man. Uh, yeah, hold on. Z uh, Z three P says nobody knew who the Guardian Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy were at one point. That's point. true. Nobody, uh, people used to like what Marvel humor, and now it's done to death, and it's the same thing as we're speaking here. Yeah, but no, Marvel didn't try and launch the MCU with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That came way later. One one could argue that Iron Man wasn't the smartest choice to launch with, but the film itself was so strong, right? And so, you, 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 there's wiggle room for this, but I would never use Guardians as a counterexample. It's like that's Guardians was held up. In essence, as it was part of phase two, right? It was toward the end of it. So this is a movie everyone was like, mm. I'll give it a chance. It didn't just drop out randomly. And maybe it would have done well had it. This could theoretically do well. But what we're commenting on right now is like if we were at a board of directors for like the best choices, we'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? This is well, this, this should be <laughs> Superman. Why, would you do this? Why isn't this Superman? That should be their front foot forward. We're kicking off with Superman. I, I mean, we all know this. this is, yeah, that's, you start with Superman and this is Batman. animated. This is going to take time, and he's, you know, he's only been around for uh, six months. Yeah. This so, is what, what, what is that, so this is an animated TV show that they're just going to launch. Yeah, yeah. I, I nobody's like, nobody's going to watch it. Yeah, like, no Wait. offense, man, but I just, I just don't... Why are you putting resources into something that's... You need to start with someone else. This is not a good you idea. You need to start with a bang. You need to launch and yes. make an impact. 
Yes. This is a damp squib. I mean, are they are they taking the Star Wars approach and it's like, well, we're just going to default to like shows on streaming services are they for the time the being. Retarded everyone approach, just splay out a whole bunch of stuff and hope. Yeah, it's yeah. Like we don't have the resources to make movies anymore. I don't know. <laughs> like Gary's been talking about, like, oh, there's losses in money that's getting more and more significant, and yet they still want to burn it, don't they? Like they're just like, hey, this one. Why don't you just fucking do this? I don't know. So what's this? This gonna be on HBO Max? Yeah, and and again, it's playing to his strengths. I mean, these no, no, it's games, not because yeah. HBO Max isn't even fucking available in most countries. Well, I'm talking about the 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 show, not the distribution. Um, I just think it's probably an easy thing for him to write. It was animated, you know. Is this even playing to strengths though? If it's an animated TV show versus a live action film, no, I don't know. I wouldn't say. So. Well, I imagine the as writing. Of it. I'm not implying. As of a comic book fan, I'm intrigued. I'm not saying you can't pull it off because it's animated. I'm saying that um, this isn't going to get anywhere near the eyes that uh, a full live no, action film would get. No, Peacemaker, yeah. uh, which uh, a lot of people liked, uh, did well. Is is only getting season two because James Gunn. Uh, as far as how well it did, it didn't do that well. You guys just had come out. <laughs> oh, I totally hate him. Well, that's a, that's us told. Honest, I'm yeah, I am bagging and boarding Star Trek comics, and the bags and boards are probably more valuable than the actual comics themselves. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have, yes. Yes. You know the recent EFAB we covered uh, the Puss in Boots movie and Pinocchio, and I saw a comment that was like, "Wow, I always thought you guys hated animation." And I'm like, "Why the fuck would I hate animation?" Yeah. Like, and, what? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, American uh, Cal Arts animation, which is just modern modernism shit, garbage. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. But uh, Mando's like Arcane, an that Arcane show that you guys keep pushing on me, the animation's good in there. Watch, watch it, it Gary. Both of you will <laughs> go watch, watch it. it. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch RRR. Fine. And then when I'm done, you gotta watch. Uh, As has to watch Sky High. You guys, Gary, watch. I want to watch Top Secret with you and As. Okay. Oh, yeah. Done. I'm going to invite Drinker this time. Right now. Uh, I guess I'm out of this one then. <laughs> no, I just said you're in too, okay? Yeah, I'm no. just a fucking afterthought mower, as always. <laughs> well, I just want you to know if there's a zombie apocalypse, you're not coming into my fortified oh. compound. Yeah, I'm not getting okay. gay with you. I was like, to say, I wanted, yeah. I wanted I'm to get... rabbit with a well-chosen Beaujolais to go with it. I'm happy to get food and shelter, but uh, there's oh, some sorry. things I'm just there's some prices I'm not willing to pay. <laughs> okay, you don't have to you don't have to grow strawberries. Okay. <laughs> Animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. Uh, and you know what this is? This was I probably supposed to be a, a right. A, like, okay, Viola, she's good as Amanda Waller as like a Nick Fury type showing up in other stuff and pushing things around. Think she's fine like that. No problem with her. An entire show. Basically, this is supposed to be the Suicide Squad show. This is yeah. the Suicide Squad show that they were talking about. This. Some of this stuff got leaked and it was kind of right, kind of wrong. Uh, but I mean, they got, they did get some stuff right. But um, yeah, this is supposed to be the Suicide Squad show, but it's just going to be called Amanda Waller. And we all know why. 
We all know why. Well, like it's it, a strong it black strictly... female lead, except she's a horrible person. Yeah, um, freaking horrible. She's person. not. She's just great. not as it. She's not interested enough of a character to base no. the show around anyway. No, I don't want to know about Amanda Waller's daughter or a, a home life or anything. Nothing. Oh, dude, I would go with a, a Bloodsport TV show before an Amanda Waller one. Like I, this is a kind of a mm. weird choice. I can understand somewhat how he got here, unlike the previous one. But this is this is definitely a, if he threw it up, I'd be like, okay, this will go in our tier three things. Like tier one, we got to sort out first. Okay, this is. Uh, Idris Elba's not available. He's too busy sucking Klaus Schwab's dick. Yeah, but the Bloodsport uh, one six scale, pretty. Dope. Oh, great! Yeah, I bought it. Really good. It's on, it's on its way. <laughs> yeah, I got it already. Because <laughs> like, there's this potential you can have this show be not as much about her, but a lot about DC antiheroes and villains and stuff. <laughs> I like um, but I just I would never fucking lead with this show, that's all. Like I, no, this no. show could have the, potential. These two. I mean, if it's just Amanda Waller name only, but it's just a suicide squad show, sure. Yeah. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. But we know why they called it like let's just not dance around that, okay? <laughs> they, they just trying to But wait, is, is the show called Waller? Waller. Oh. Yeah. I'm really I'm getting tired of the whole Harkness and uh, Echo, and, uh, just they think they sound so fucking cool, don't they? Whoa. No, no, the Suicide Squad sounds cool. That's a cool effing name. Yes, Waller. It sounds. I, I thought it was like it sounds like Wally. Hey, that movie's way better than this shit. Hey, uh, John Carter, the, the name oh, no. killed that movie. That the, the name like. John Carter yeah, they should have called it Carter. Waller. Oopsies. By the way, we just went over 8,000 viewers, so thank you. Hell! Very nice. Howdy. Uh, let's go. Viola Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who... Ooh. Watchmen. Ooh. Red flag! Oof. Not the movie, guys. I think guys. you guys love the Watchmen show. What the fuck? Not the movie. TV show. TV show. Yeah, you loved it. I remember there was like an egg or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. When When... <laughs> And and Doctor Manhattan did blackface. Doctor Manhattan literally hands his balls to a woman, symbolizing giving his power to her. At the end, that was my favorite part. Hey Gary, as we keep saying, that was so popular it got renewed into cancellation. It did, and uh, one of the best videos out there on the first episode is Wolf. If it's still out, find it. It's fucking good. Oh boy. Created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Um, I won't see it. Okay. Next up is <laughs> thank you for thank you for affirming <laughs> my choice. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Okay, uh moving on then. Uh the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. Wait, so the beginning that we've just had is not actually the beginning the at all. This is the beginning. This Why is wouldn't you open with this in this video? Let alone the whole stupid plan. Why would you tell us about those two projects before okay. Superman? That what you should start with, and that's a terrible name for a Superman movie that is, I think, a, a, a red flag. 
well, this dude. is the origin, not origin story. The origin and not origin it? story, but like, what would be Superman's legacy? Isn't legacy kind of a oh, post-wife God, thing? Well, yeah, you. It's not going to be his son, is it? You'd expect that to be the end of his arc of films. The last one's called Legacy or something. You wouldn't expect the fucking first one that launches a franchise to be called Legacy. Yeah. Ah, oh, I hate the structure of all this. Why would you... <laughs> Why? Yeah, they, for one, this is what you lead with, and they, they show all-star Superman, and they're, they seem to be really drawing from a lot of modern comics. Now, uh, Creature Commandos is from Weird War... Uh, but it really looks doesn't. I mean, it's it looks like fucking Hellboy. It looks like BPRD, which I, I'm a huge fan of. So like, like, doesn't make sense to call it Legacy. No, that's a weird name. Like All Star Superman would have been better, <laughs> to be honest with you. Superman uh, doesn't actually begin. Begins. <laughs> Superman totally. No Man origin. of Tomorrow. Superman totally not an origin story, but kind of is really. Yeah. Or we just Superman. we just skipped, we just skipped his dad dying of heart attack. Call it the Superman. Why not? Yeah. I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, they do say that some of these names are basically placeholders. Just call it the, su- yeah. yeah, Superman, son of Krypton, or something. Yeah, I like Man of Tomorrow. Man of Tomorrow is great because this is that picture is Man of All Seasons. You know. Uh, this is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay. Okay. The next. Whoa. Hold the phone. Very specific. That is Hold very on. Specific. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wait. oh, I don't have right. a clip. Hold on. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. <laughs> um, Two and a that... half years, and you're halfway through the script. First draft. Ugh. I guess it's possible. Casting no, should be coming. No, it's yeah. not if you want a fucking proper movie. It's, uh, yeah, the, the <coughs> rem- three years used to be the time back in the day. Three years. Now, there's a lot of ways to get around that. There's a lot of uh, advances. So, but I think, we get ca- I think we get casting pretty soon. I think we do. If that's, if that's indeed the case, they need to be in production like tomorrow. It's not even in pre-production. No, no, he's writing it. He's he, he's probably going to direct it. I, he should direct it. I think um, this is going to be the one that they fast-track through everything to produce, right? Superman makes the most sense. Whatever the fastest version of creating a film, as well as they can, that's going to be what this gets. Mm-hmm. He's got to finish the first draft. You want, you hope, you would hope... That it's not just the first draft that they go with, and they don't just write it well, as they go along. We're lucky to get a fucking first draft these days. <clears throat> then it's got to go into pre-production. Then it's got to go into casting, filming, but let's post-production. See what he says. It's not necessarily what he says about Superman. It sounds like very traditional Superman. That's fine. It's It's something else that comes later which that will be used with <clears throat> superman uh elliot page of superman <laughs> i think yes. he's saying that i hope so uh, <laughs> do it you cowards uh yes yeah. i fucking day <laughs> oh my god 
Um, yeah, Neil Breen to direct. Neil Breen, Superman. Hell, well, Neil Breen looked like he directed <laughs> Naomi. <laughs> How dare you insult Neil Breen like that? God, that clip is so funny, dude. I forgot how funny that clip was until I saw your video. Jane and I, I, I had we, never we watched it all. Pissing myself. When I, I had never that. seen it until you shared it on Friday Night Tights with oh, me. No. <laughs> it was just glorious. <laughs> I think you should show it afterwards. <sighs> we'll show it. I'll find, I'll find it. E-fapping the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. This thing is a, a big premiere HBO television series called Lanterns. This is a story of a... Now, this is what I'm interested in. This got mm. me... This actually got my interest. Jon Stewart, Hal Jordan, Green Lanterns, Police in Space. Buddy Cops. I like it. I like uh, the sound and, of this. I like would trust James Gunn to do something like this. This seems like it would be... In his wheelhouse. Well, he hmm. says true detective like series. And I'm like, uh, like season one? Oh, now we're talking. What do you think about TV show versus movie? I mean, of if it's what? a good TV show, it could have more life in it, to be honest. Yeah, with you. I think I, I think serialized storytelling is made for TV. I think uh somebody like Superman is better for movies because he's the more ep he tell you tell the more epic stories. Although he's been the best example of a superhero that has had success in television series, like the most successful. Um, but you could tell the more grandiose stories. I think this would be tailor made. Uh, this would be better as a series, especially since it's. Uh, we'll, wait till he explains it because what he explains sounds intriguing. It does. A couple of Green Lanterns, John Stewart and Hal Jordan, and we have a few other lanterns peppered in there. But this is really a terrestrial based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. See, Next is I still I still am annoyed that that's the focus immediately instead of it being like the over instead of it being its own thing. Yeah, uh obviously it can work out. It's just, you know. It can work out, you know, if you do it kind of like how Russell T Davies did the overarching stuff in in Tenants era, which wasn't every episode. They just pepper something in. Uh, that's the that's the best way to do it. What do you it think? What's the, what's the first galactic threat going to be then? Dark side. Dark side. That'd be dark side. People are going to get pissed because they're going to miss Snyder. Dark side. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, comic wise, that's the one thing he did right. No, I know everyone. I remember yeah. people praising the hell out of him. That's what I'm saying is that they will be annoyed because they. Uh huh. I don't know how long it'll be. With before, like, sort of the Snyder side of things, Eclipse eventually so. gives up. You got a Brainiac as well, right? Well, they, More, might, yeah, they, they will they never get... surrender. Uh, well, because it, you know, like, I've seen the suggestion that he sell sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. So we can continue. It's like the amount of rights issues that would even have to get past to happen is like an impossibility. There's no way you can like. I don't even know how that looks. Like the IP of the Snyder versions of all of the DC characters going to Netflix specifically. The amount of fucking contract paper you'd need to make that, you know, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. But that's like the new sort of hope of saving his films, right? Because he's got his new film coming out soon. I forget the name of it. You guys going to check that out? It's not well, I hope it's film. like Army of the Dead. Uh, Rebel mm. Moon? Rebel, Rebel Moon, Moon, yeah. Yeah, yeah I am going to check it out. Did you check out Army of the Dead? I can't remember. Uh, Re Rebel Moon is a Star Wars pitch that he was denied that he just made it his own thing. 
I'm going to wait like I waited with Army of the Dead because I didn't have to watch Army of the Dead after hearing everything. No, I didn't have to waste I watched, my time. Uh, I watched 10 minutes of it and I'm, I couldn't see anything. It's like, it's like watching a movie without my glasses on. Yeah. Also, Army of the Dead had uh, Army of the Dead had what she called Tish. Oh, Tignataro. Tignataro, oh, fuck. Right. Very. The thing is, she was she was very obviously green screened in yeah, she was to replace that other movie. dude. I know, right? Really? Yep. Yeah, because the guy that the character she was replacing, I think the actor got me tooed or something. So oh, yes. he had to be oh. removed. And she was just digitally put in, and it's just really obvious that she was acting with no one else around her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand the appeal of Tig Notaro. It sounds very no, DEI. Oh. Speaking of DEI, hit play. <laughs> Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based okay. on the Marvel. Oh, based going. on the Marvel what? Keep, yeah, sorry. Keep going. No, passion project of mine. How about thinking about other people? <laughs> I was well, going to yeah, say, I wonder how many of these things are going to end up being passion projects of James Gunn's. Yeah. It's like, this yeah, is just so his own personal is playground. The, is play the whole thing. thing he has, no, go then. back to the starting and play the whole thing. I want to hear what okay. he says, and then I'll tell you what the authority is. If you don't know. Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters we are now bringing into the DCU. Okay, and we'll stop. interact with... So they're bringing in Wildstorm Wildstorm. Characters. And the authority, while a popular comic book, is like it's boys-ish. It's a Justice League. It's got a Batman-like character and a Superman-like character who really like each other. Yeah, um, they, 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 they. yeah, and like, but you're introducing a knockoff of the Justice League before the Justice League in your own universe. This is, again, something you should make in Elseworlds, but they're incorporating it into the DC universe, uh, which, I mean, which bought, it's a, these are Wildstorm characters. And I just don't think they work right now. I think this is, uh, obviously, it's James Gunn doing what he, what he wants to do, and it's very DEI because of the two uh, gay male leads. So that, that I guarantee you that's, uh, it, it got an Eternals-like promotion because they're able to mess with things. Uh, again, not a bad story. Not a bad story at all. I just don't know how it fits into the DC universe when you're starting out again. And and this is the biggest mistake. If you're starting your DC universe again, you start it with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. So far, I've heard Superman. Have you heard Batman and Wonder Woman yet? Oh, you will. Wait till we get to Wonder Woman. Oh, <laughs> oh but yeah, is this just is this evidence of his pull then? Because like, again, if I were in this fucking board, I'd be like, who the hell are these guys? And it, as a, as the like resident normie, I'd be like, I need to be able to have known who these people are if you're going to be pitching any of these things because that's like the trouble DC is in. So the fact that he could just be like, yeah, but I care about this. Is is that the level of power James Gunn has with DC? He can just tell him like, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Trust me. I mean, if they're desperate enough. For something, I just don't know. Like, how much seems we... like the the guy that's going to save them. Maybe Nathan, how many projects can they make before they have to like Nathan, give up? Hang on, Nathan in the chat says, "I think Wildstorm characters in the DC universe work." Yes. Uh, when were the Wildstorm characters introduced into the DC universe? What year? How long had DC been around before they were introduced? 
50 years, 60 years, many decades, many, many, many decades, 50 years. Yeah. So my argument is, sure, introduce them in chapter seven, not in chapter fucking one. And your second movie. That's what I'm saying. It's so much to gamble. Like, I would even say, you know, if Marvel in phase five are like trying to bring in something like this, I'd be like, you guys need to start working again on gaining people's fucking interest and trust. Like, I'm saying even the MCU, I'd be like, don't let alone fucking DC beginning their franchise. There's no work. There's no talk of Green Lantern. And and maybe you want to pepper not Green Lantern, Green Arrow, uh, pepper in some of your because here's the comic industry with the big two. Marvel is Spider-Man. X-Men, Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and you go down the list and it just gets, turns into C and D list characters. But Marvel is ba- mainly Spider-Man and the X-Men, you know, Fantastic Four. But if you want to talk about comic books that sell uh, over and over again, it's essentially Spider-Man and X-Men. With DC, it's fucking Batman now. That's it. Full stop. Yeah. Full stop. It's Batman. It was Batman Superman. Wonder Woman sold well for a while, but she was never a massive big seller. Uh, Teen Titans was for a long, long time. Uh, but th- those are your core characters that carry everybody else. Without those characters, there is no Marvel in DC. Uh, and and you mentioned one Where of your the- core characters was. We aren't even at Batman yet. Where's the grassroots characters? Where's your grassroots characters? There aren't any. Have- it's It's all... This space, sounds like space, a huge space, gamble space. and a bad gamble. If Flash is resetting everything, where's Flash? Uh, he's, he's resting. Okay. We use like the a, Flash to destroy the Flash. Genuinely speaking now, the reason we bring up all these components is because the only thing that can save all of these things is if they're really good. They have to be yep. really fucking good yep. now. Because at least a bad Batman, you can get a guaranteed certain result that can, like... I don't know, plug in a bit of life support to your franchise. That's kind of like the, the, the way you hedge your bets with these sorts of things. That's why I'm still baffled that it's like, the authority. I'm sitting here like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, but Mola, when you're so... DC is so invested in Batman because it's the only thing that sells. They put everything into it, which means putting all the dog shit writers that they have and Batman gets diluted and diluted and now you got Robin mincing around like a... F- fucking god knows what and you've got all these other ancillary characters you got butt girl hanging around with a fucking trans woman with a trans man with a bat it's just it's just fucking you're killing it because they can't they can't fucking produce good stories and then you get your writers your stunning and brave writers who all go into a nice little room together and talk about what how they want all the characters to be like them that's what you get that's why Batman, the Batman probably did 770 million at the box office and not a billion. Which it should have done. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think the authority is weird. So it's a passion project. Is he going to direct it? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, Pregnant Joker. Don't forget Pregnant Joker and fucking hell. You said Pregnant Joel then. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) The Last of Us Part 2. Listen, Pregnant Joker, I can understand, but Joel. No. (laughs) No, like, it's just really weird doing a knockoff Justice League before you establish your Justice League. Uh, 
It doesn't sound like a good storytelling choice. It sounds like an impulsive. Dude, this, is, I, this is a this is what James decision. Gunn. This is what yeah. This is what I was worried about with James Gunn. This is the stuff he's attracted to, which is fine. This is like I've been reading comics for a long, long time, and I like all the peripheral stuff. There's plenty of customers who I don't like Superman. I like all the quirky, worky shit. Yeah, the, that's fine. There's guy. a place for it, but like you're trying to establish your new DCEU, and you're doing it with the you're leaning into your strengths. What this is a with the quirky stuff. Um, because James Gunn doesn't, I, 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 I want to be proven wrong. I want to see him do a very traditional heroic Superman. That's that, that needs to happen. Who are they going to put up against the authority? Oh, that's an easy question to answer. The ability to sell tickets to watch it. <laughs> I would get plant. If you want to get like, uh, you know, obscure teams, um, I like the planetary better than the authority. Why don't they just do the Titans properly on screen? Put a Titans movie out there. Put a Justice Society movie out there. Do something that's got a recognizable brand behind it. Sweet Jesus. All right. Why is that noise? Somebody's typing. Oh, oh that was me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my keyboard. <laughs> All of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it. Oh, God, it's deconstructed again. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yep. By any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a television what, series. What, what do you mean different look from superheroes? That's all we've been fucking fed. Peacemaker. Fucking the other stuff from Netflix. Boys. Goddamn Boys. I think, uh, yeah, we're well and truly into the deconstruction oh. phase of superhero it stories. It doesn't make you clever it's, anymore, stop. Yeah, like, it's, it's not new. It's called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is the story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros. So is it about the women taking over and killing all the men of Themyscira? Sorry, did you say... There's no men in Themyscira. Like There's no men in Themyscira. I'm just uh, going by the artwork there. Yeah. That's just be, they're being attacked. That's them being attacked. What the fuck? <laughs> why, why? So an all-female Game of Thrones, huh? Why? <laughs> are they nude? Yes, the men will be nude. Now, if the women are nude, okay, I'll watch. <laughs> You've got yourself a deal. <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's... So we might not even, that might not even be Wonder Woman either. We might not even have Diana there. It just might be. It'll just be the other Amazons, the Amazon I guess. The mascara. To answer the chat, I genuinely... have no one six scale heads near me right now to break my monitors. I've, <laughs> I've moved them, them away. away. I moved them all away. Some of this feels like just your friend has all their money. And they're just like, I'm just going to put it on 37. You're like, why? I'm going to <laughs> Why? No. <laughs> 37 in Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 why not like announce a wonder woman movie i you know One, this this point, all of way. this stuff this is the kind of project that you launch if you're marvel and you're like five phases in and you've got money to burn and you can just experiment and do random obscure shit if you're trying to get your franchise off the ground which it desperately needs after 10 years of false starts you need 
safe bets. You need to launch with the big three. You need to do classic stories that will get people invested again. Nobody cares about your passion projects on this one, James. I got... I... It seems so obvious to me. It's painful. Like, the idea that you get those big three going, and then the TV shows like Green Lantern, or like whoever else, and then you have cameos right at the end, maybe, with your big stars from the other movies, and then the Green Lantern movie comes out to cap it off, or whatever. These are the, We would have discussions over whether or not those are good ideas, because they all seem like the more obvious and reasonable ones that are safer bets. Why are we talking about a Westerosi all-female TV? What? It's, it's poorly titled, too. It should be called Milf Island. <laughs> that got taken, Gary. It did, Sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> TLC or whatever channel they t- they got. I'm afraid. If they did as a reality show, okay. Will Island, they're gonna call this. I like. I just cannot. Is James trolling? Gary. Like, is he like? I'm just. It feels like with. it to me. But hold on. There's more. There's Let's more. get to Batman. Oh god. The introduction of the DCU's Batman is the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This- okay, first of all, the brave and the bold has nothing to do with uh, Robin. It's just the, na- it's the name of a comic where Batman would team up with uh, other people, Wonder Woman, other other characters. Damn good book, love uh, it. Damn good book, great book. Uh, but like uh, calling this brave and the bold again, uh, Fingers crossed, loose title. And skipping to, like... Yeah, Damian Wayne is the son of... The actual son of Batman after Talia al Ghul in the comics raped him. Yes, and um, this happens so much later, and he's sticking with the Grant... Like, you notice Warren Ellis, Grant Morrison, uh, which is fine. Again, if you lead your way up to these stories, starting with it, so where's Dick Grayson? Where's Jason Todd? Well, we know where Jason Todd is, um, but this well, is we know a where very Tim Drake strange. Is. <laughs> so again, can can we get a Batman and Ro- Dick Grayson Robin? Is would that kill somebody? Is that like yes. it's something Hollywood just refuses to do? I'm sure, it wasn't great when they did. Was try it, it Dan Didio? Dan Didio, however you want to pronounce it, wanted. Changed Dick Grayson to Richard Grayson. Rick, yeah. sorry, Rick Grayson, Rick Grayson. Because he thought he was like, because Dick sounds silly. When I was reviewing the first season of Titans, I was doing a lot of Dick jokes. I was like, man, they've been awfully hard on Dick on this episode. But Dick <laughs> rose to the occasion. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, Drinker, unfortunately, has to, to bow out just before Damian Wayne cuts off uh, Batman's head. Oh no, what's uh, going to happen next week? <laughs> Anything you'd like to plug before you go, dude? No, it was just a pleasure to be here. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, Thank I you wish for you could stay a bit longer. Brother. I uh, really I'm appreciate so- it, dude. I'm sorry we EFAP the shit out of this video. It was probably <laughs> the sort of segment you'd get through in about 15 minutes normally. Oh no, no, no we no. we were going to spend time on this, trust me. Oh, we're going to yeah. be talking about this all week. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to break down. It ain't the real BBC for nothing, you know. Yep. That is true. Uh, oh, well, have a great remainder of the stream, gentlemen. I'll catch well, you next you, time. brother. Take care, Cheers, man. You. Take Talk care, man. Soon. Cheers. The great Here we go. Drink. Brave and the bold. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little... That's why he's in. Because he's James Gunn's favorite Robin. Fuck anyone, everyone else. 
Fuck Dick Grayson. Fuck getting that story as a young Dick Grayson coming in as a as a Robin or anything. No, no. My favorite Robin's Damien. So that's what we're doing. My stuff. My favorite group is these guys. So we're doing this stuff. My favorite show is True Detective. So we're gonna do this stuff. It's oh jeez, man. Little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is a. That's the. That's that. So he's fucking with the whole timeline then, right? If he's still going to have the other Robins, but they're all in reverse order, I guess. No, they weren't. They're, no. I think. Not all? I think there might be. Maybe there's reference. That, I mean, I think if anything. They might be referenced to previous Robins, but otherwise, no, I don't think we're going to see Dick Grayson come in as a Robin after Damian Wayne or anything like that. No, 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 sir. Damian Wayne is still the current Robin in the comics. He said they're going to introduce the Bat family, so it's probably going to be through Batman, so you get Nightwing. and Yeah, Nightwing, Batgirl. Batgirl. You'll get modern. Jason maybe Cassandra Kane, maybe yeah. Blooper. <laughs> oh, you're going to get a lot. Yeah. It, oh, it. they'll bring in. Um, who was the other Robin? One that, that, that patrols by day. Got his name in. Well, we don't know what they're going to do with um, Barbara Gordon. Uh, I, I like Booster Gold. I, I do. Uh, I you know I'd watch something. It's just now then, but this should be Booster Gold and Ted Cord. Yeah, I mean the Blue Beetle. That's what this should be. Good little team up there. No, Will the they do um, the know. one that calls himself the Signal called now calls himself the Signal. That Duke, yeah, Duke. Um. They might yeah. bring him in. I reckon they'll bring him in. I think the casting will tell the story. You're right, chat. I'd wait for the casting on a lot of this stuff, especially when we get the Supergirl. I love the way, that, by the way, I love the way that he sells the Booster Gold TV show. He's I'm a loser. Very sarcastic. Yeah, he's a loser. He's a loser. TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. What well, what are his powers? He's got a he's got Stuff. that suit. <laughs> And he's got uh, that supercomputer. Uh, he has knowledge of the future. Uh, he com becomes a hero, though. He definitely becomes a hero. All right. It, it, it could be a good, it's a, like, it, it, it could be a good character arc. We'll see. I don't know. He is. One of my favorite, favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Woman of Tomorrow, huh? Yeah, so that's why they didn't use Man of Tomorrow because they gave the good Superman title to Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Now wait till you hear what what story they're basing this on and where they're going from. <sighs> because what the name he brings up is one of the reasons I stopped reading comic books was this guy. With Tom King. Tom King. Tom King is the reason I did with Batman. He drove 
the Batman title into the ground. He turned Batman into a pathetic, feeble, mummy fucking boy simp. Uh, it, he fucking killed Alfred. He killed the fucking whole interest in Batman. Garbage oh, run. Duped, fucking garbage A run. bunch of comic shops into the wedding of Batman and Catwoman to where they were having events and stuff and then and and knew they were going to pull the rug out from them but they were they were you know they got these comic shops to buy thousands of copies spend a bunch of money and then went into three print runs a couple of employees found out in a DC Facebook group uh around the country that they were going to pull the rug out and they they called them on it they're like oh this is fucking bullshit this is fucking bullshit and Tom King behind the scenes tried to get those employees fired got them banned from groups got comic shops banned from the groups um got the comic shops in trouble with diamond tom king was the first person by the way cia to, uh, fucking to, rat. to sign the i won't rape my fellow employees <laughs> yeah yeah uh also tried to cancel an asian man jay lee a great artist great artist hell shock will fucking love that comic book for doing a cover uh, for EVS and uh, just woke up one morning and said, you know, fuck this guy. I'm going to cancel him. Uh, he was on his way down to San Diego to go bury his, his, bury dead his dog. dog when he found out. Uh, fucking piece of shit, Tom King. Oh, uh, and Jim, Jim Lee slapped Tom King around the fucking head because Jay Lee, Jay Lee just happens to be uh, Jim Lee's best mate. But, but, yeah, his, his bud. Yeah, so... Tom King was uh, that that was kind of it for him after that. He uh he was writing for The New Gods with um Ava Duvarnish. And Ava du, um, yeah, Ava du, du, uh, Duvarnish. Duvarnish, Duvarnish. Yeah. yeah, and uh that never happened. That that one got canceled too. What was the um what was the uh the flash one that he did? Uh Heroes of uh what was it? What was he the seven parter uh, hold on. Let me let me see if I can fucking Tom King. Uh, here, Tom King Heroes has in, Heroes in Crisis. By the way, Tom King is somebody who's uh fucking in crisis up here. Yeah. Uh, he did Heroes in Crisis, which absolutely fucking destroyed uh, oh. Wally West Flash. Yes. Uh, absolutely destroyed Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, by the way, folks, is so amazing and, and brilliant that she managed to take out batman superman and wonder woman in the same fucking room at the same time well she does have a baseball bat dude yep ah i can't stand Harley it was Quinn one now. of the worst fucking pieces of dog shit i've ever fucking watched uh red sorry which was unfortunate because I think Clay Mann did the art for it, and the art is great. But the writing was fucking this. The oh, by the way, this was this was based around a place where superheroes go to, to talk about their fifis. To talk about their fifis, and they all sit down, and Batman sits down, and Batman well, has a good cry, talking right, about his fifis because that's right what, what Batman you know. does. They say, "Write what you know." I'm guessing Tom King goes to a lot of therapy. Oh yeah, and and has the what's the complex where you want to screw your mom uh milf manor oedipus. <laughs> help me chat oedipus, oedipus complex oedipus. Uh, okay yeah. 
Yeah, you kill your dad, you fuck your mum. That's yep. that's probably Tom King in a nutshell. Oh my god, he's fucking atrocious, is Tom King. Atrocious. Carry on, shall we? Let's go. Yeah. And so we're going to turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents. We're Supergirl in this story. She is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. Oh, awesome. great. Jaded so, superhero. So Superman will be raised in privilege. Yes. Whereas the woman, the woman won't. This was is, from is, a comic by Tom King. It's a massive retcon of Supergirl's story. Because I was just—I've never even heard of this before. The, the idea is like she was, she grew up on a chunk of Krypton. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> probably, probably Candor sitting bottle, but maybe not. It might just, yeah, might not be Candor, but I—I I would imagine it would be. But <clears throat> you just don't know. Is this live action? Yeah, this yes. is a movie. Yeah, this could be a movie. A movie. Wow. Okay. This is this is an this is the third film after the Forgettables, after Superman first, then the Forgettables, then the What the Fuck's coming, and then they uh they oh gave... sorry Batman Bat Batman's <clears throat> son, and then What the Fuck they gave Supergirl Superman's title, the Woman of Tomorrow, and and based it on a Tom. King story. Tom fucking King. Uh, Tom man. fucking King story. You don't go back to Kirby or Danny O'Neill or Rogers or not Roger Stewart, Jim Starlin. You don't go back to any of that. Now, no. Let's go to fucking Tom fucking King. Not even Jeff Johns. Like, I know, like, Snyder fans like, fuck Jeff Johns, but he's dude, Jeff he's Johns is a great writer. Great comic book writer. Great comic book writer. Not very good in TV and film. Uh, not good at all, but uh, good great comic book writer and that brings me to swamp thing the last thing we're going to talk about maybe a very good. dark horse maybe good the origins of the monster who is swamp <laughs> if it's a if and it's although a, it's totally if this is a a rated r maybe See, if it's a p if it's a pg uh, probably not. this is uh i would still rank this as a bold choice swamp thing film but this one makes yes. more sense to me <clears throat> yeah, this this will no probably sense. this whole slate makes no sense. The slate makes no sense, but James Gunn producing and even directing a Swamp Thing movie would be good. Would be good because of his trauma background hmm. uh and and Slither, which I liked. It, it it this would be definitely in his wheelhouse that that could be and Swamp Thing is not that hard to make. I mean, Swamp Thing has been adapted into a TV series, multi two, two TV series, multiple movies already. Uh, they haven't gotten it quite but right, is, but I, I like but that. Where's old 80s the mainstream one. appeal? Ultimately, Listen. for all that we love about heroes uh, and our comics and whatnot, ultimately these movies are meant to get bums in seats. Yeah, this is a hard fucking sell. Yeah, I wonder if this will be rated. I mean, if it's rated R, that's that's the only reason that I would think could be interesting. Well, if DC truly <clears throat> wants to be different from marvel you need to make some some do not make uh make the batman rated r don't make your brave and bold rated r do not do that but swamp thing sure well they talked about the potential for r-rated stuff in this franchise now oh my god you're right 
This this could be right. Yeah. Swamp thing's gonna be the climate change environmentalism uh, bullshit. Oh, you could oh man. Get to the uh, I think it was the either deadline or Hollywood reporter article where he expands his thoughts beyond this. Oh, after we're done. After we're done. Only he, outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Any oh. So the next one that the next major film is actually outside. Yep. It's so outside, but it's not. So there's so four movies coming out, right? Uh, well, no, it's five. No, is, is Thority going on HBO Max or is it going to be a movie? Thority's a movie. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yes. And you know what? I just I hear somebody at WB going, do we have anything the like The Boys? The Boys is really popular. Do we have anything like that? And somebody had to tell them that. <sighs> Uh, is it still wow. really popular? I see a lot of here, shit on these Here's the thing: like James Gunn probably knows. I'm a. He says he's a big comic fan. He went to comic cons and all that, and he's been there. And okay, fine. But the people he's talking to have no fucking idea, like zero. Uh, our good friend Robert was talking about this last night when he was talking about Picard. Like, there's no Star Trek executive currently at Paramount. So you have Kurtzman, who knows shit about Star Trek pitching star trek to people who've never watched it and don't give a fuck that's how we get shit like this so it, it i this is where i'm completely underwhelmed and disappointed i thought we'd get better from james Gunn, better pitches for the beginning of the dc dcu and it honestly looks like more of the same that we've I, gotten from warner brothers i would have liked to have seen green Arrow and black canary together Mm -hmm. I think that would have been uh, oh, yeah. a really a really interesting. Call it the longbow hunters. The longbow hunters, it, you know. Yeah. Something like you know, fucking hell, that would have been a great little idea. I think to uh, to go out there. Oh, I just. Oh. It's weird. It's really about a billion weird. billion pitches they could have had in this video. This feels like one of the lower edge ones. <laughs> like, do you know why? I one of the reasons why people didn't go and see the Eternals is because that nobody had a fucking clue who they were. What I know, Fastos. <laughs> Fastos. More and like. On top of that, they got the worst possible director with a terrible color palette, and and you're doing like this massive demigod greek story with fucking galactic people with this like really down-to-earth indie filmmaker whose previous breast picture was francis mcdormand staring at fucking scenery for a couple hours do you remember the discourse around that though people were like oh marvel will finally have its first movie a real movie maybe a real filmmaker uh, <clears throat> yeah that and you know well. who started you know who started that discourse uh disney marvel oh yeah uh, they, there's always something they so run our, our good friend Robert was talking about shills and he was talking about paid shills. Champion, and, oh yeah. Nobody, nobody's ever said that, that critics are on the payroll. Although I'm sure some, some have been in the past. There's the, the in music industry, there's a thing called payola, right? So uh, there is a form of payola amongst critics, but it, they don't need to spend money. Uh, you know, Robert made a good point. Like if you spend money, you got to invoice. You're absolutely right. You don't have to spend money. You go through the marketing department, you hand out a little bag of goodies and you mm -hmm. offer screeners, mm -hmm. you offer screeners and, and the, a lot of and the content creators and, stuff and like interviews that. and a lot of the content creators rely on being 
first with stuff because their their points really aren't that interesting. So they're they're in competition of just being first with the information while not having a real interesting point of view. And then we have people like Mahler or the critical drinker who can review a movie from fucking five years ago and people will watch it. That's that's the difference. So a shill is somebody who's just fighting to keep that access. It's not money. It is mm. not money. It is I that would make more sense. When we say bored and paid for, we don't mean physically yeah. in cash. We mean in interviews, goodie bags, you know, everything that Gary's just discussed. That's what I mean by bored and paid for. Yeah, it, they it, they are reliant on their access and therefore they have to say what they do, you know, we have to say to make it sound in a, in a positive light so they get reinvited back to get their their access it's a circle and, and it's, it's hum- oh go on i was going to say so. quickly there's several industries that run on that and you, you even see it in like um when you look at interviews for just information like gary you would have and i i have with my videos and stuff but the interviewers that ask really shit questions that are really mm-hmm. boring softball everywhere and it's like well of course they do they want to be able to do this again that's it that's it it's just like they're just trying to maintain the job which in some ways you could be like i can understand but at the same time it makes them some of the least interesting people ever because they're like i was being interviewed by uh mike at uh, clownfish there's an interview with me up on the clownfish website go check it out and he you know he used to do the press junkets and all this sort of thing and he said something that was unfavorable to to netflix show and they took him off for six months hmm Bad boy, you said something naughty about us. You're not getting invited for six months. Okay. I hope you learn in that six months what to fucking say. That's that's how it happens. It's real. It's legit. Yeah, no, you're right. And what keeps them all alive as sources is just they're the first people to talk about the thing, like Gary said. It's almost like uh, it trained when... you to be uninteresting. Well, and they also oh, they'd rely rather on... be first than good. So okay, and and you know, I'm not going to say they also rely on human nature. All right. If you uh, talk to the creator and they, they charm you and you know, like you you don't want to personally attack somebody. Most humans don't. Okay. So that's going to, they know that being invited something, even if you're not going to come back, you're going to get a nicer review. Uh, And it's the people who just, you know, stand their ground and go, Hey, it's nothing personal. Uh, I met the guy. He was a nice guy, but that's, that show was shit. Like you got to still be able to do that. Uh, and some people can't, but it's more important uh, to most. Well, for one, most entertainment reporters, a lot of sports reporters, most game reporters don't want to be game reporters, sports reporters and entertainment reporters. They want, they want to do politics. They want to do everyday stuff. So that's how they've turned so much of this shit into politics. Um, Clay Travis uh, posted a tennis player being talked to uh, go, go check this out on Twitter. It's great. This tennis player keeps getting asked about the freaking Ukrainian Russian war. And she's like, I'm an athlete. Why do you keep asking me this question? And Clay Travis answered it perfectly. He said, because they want to talk about the war, but they can't just unsolicited write their article. So they asked the question of the athlete. Who's a fucking tennis player. Yeah. Uh, and then they get to get their opinions out on the war because that's what they actually want to talk about. They don't want to talk about tennis or competition. Uh, and the same thing is going on in entertainment. People want to talk about fucking identity politics all damn day, and they don't really give a shit about the DCU. They pretended to, but uh, 80% of them, 80%, maybe more, are full of shit. 
don't want any part of this, don't like this stuff, and will be gone once it stops being the the thing that moves uh, that uh, financially uh, Hollywood forward. Let's just get to the end. I don't think there's too much more to say. Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen. Yeah, different in the fact that nobody's going to know what the fuck the authority is. Yeah, different would be a traditional superhero. Um, If storytelling is king, why did you pick Tom King's fucking story? Yeah. Tom dog shit king. Yeah. Seen before. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me. Good for you. And I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much. Gary, Mauler. We ain't going out of business anytime soon. I know. Well, we we wouldn't be if he made good stuff too. I know, no, I know. But, you know I, I just—it was a joke, Mola. I'm sad now. Why did they make all those decisions? This seemed like a DC is in enough troubles. It is James. <laughs> like they don't need you Jim, help. You everything. Know. For one, they can't call their Batman movie a Batman. They call it Brave and the Bold, and that probably has something to do with the Batman. They're going to keep the Batman. Um, they didn't start out with Superman. They started out with Creature Commandos. <laughs> and Paradise Lost. An all-female Game of Thrones. <laughs> Wet. I really, like, that. I want that conversation to be Hey, Gary, really, you know like... what? Sorry, you know how, sorry, boys, both of you. You know how well Wonder Woman 2 did? Yeah, I remember. Yeah? Let's take out Wonder Woman and just put the fucking people that nobody fucking even gives a remote shit about in. What is the logic? Why? And this is the thing, it could work out in some specific multiversal timeline where this all work out, but it wasn't a good idea. Uh, oh, 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 somebody said going commando. No, we have a new saying, going creature commando. I don't know what that means, but... Uh... I uh Wonder geez. Woman Man King Wonder Woman King. <laughs> well, do you know when I thought of the wall of the, the wall of TV series, I thought I know why, you know? The woman king is gonna be the woman king again. Right. But this time it everyone will know it is actually fiction. <laughs> Uh, oh uh, wow uh, uh i'm sure the shills are just going to be beside themselves with this this will be the greatest thing ever. oh this sounds amazing i've never heard of the authority but this sound, but i'm just going to pretend that i'm an expert because i just read a wiki page on it i'm sorry this is a bad joke like uh, what are we starting with oh well of course the the authority supergirl and swamp thing movie you're like what the fuck what do you mean this sounds like phase four of Marvel stuff, right? Where you're just a bunch of random shit. Randos. Out. Randos. 
I was worried about this. This is why I was worried. So I said my Superman thing. It's like James Gunn just likes he's a quirky dude and he works with quirky characters. I'm not sure he's I'm not sure he's a good fit for traditional heroes. And wow, that announcement just said it all. It's like um it's like there's rights issues or something. (laughs) Like it does it, it, it feels like that, doesn't it? It it feels like there was some DEI. Oh no. It doesn't feel like it. There was. Um, I want to do this uh, Suicide Squad show. Well, we need a show with a black female lead. Oh, uh, Waller. We'll just call it Waller. Okay. Uh, we need something with women. Themyscira. Okay. Now we can balance out the two white guys. I mean, this is how Hollywood thinks. I wish it w- wasn't that way, but that's how they think. Instead of like, just, you know, like the one good thing in there was Lantern. That sounds fun. I hope so. But uh, that's the only thing that sounds remotely interesting from my perspective. But here's the biggest mistake of all. Then Mahler brought it up. You shouldn't be announcing this much shit anyway. Period. This 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 is ridiculous. You you are trying to call your shot right now with a something that has failed multiple times. Uh, as much as I like some of the stuff, <clears throat> it's been a miserable failure thanks to management not believing in the creatives. And uh, this is a, now a company that's as much as in debt as it was back then. So I would have just come out with a, we're working really hard on a Superman movie. That's all you needed to do. Poor DC fans. Wouldn't that have been remarkable? A bad His rap, you guys. grand fucking announcement and he just goes, Superman movie. That's because it. this isn't made for fans, this is made for consumers. This is made for the fucking clapping fucking seals that will go watch anything, pretend they love everything, will do this on re- and it's on every late. react video it that they fucking do to a trailer. Bring up that article because, like, the article even brings like to avoid superhero fatigue. I mean, like, it's happening. Okay. It's not yeah. even James Gunn's fault. Okay. I listed off in my last video. There was 20, 20 something things came out superhero themed last year. Last year. Uh, and you know what was, you know what was the most watched? The boys. The one thing that hates superheroes. <laughs> and and don't remember the key factor with the vast majority of superhero content is it's shit. It's mm-hmm. just really shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it. I found it. I got it. Fuck, it's cold. It's cold outside. Yeah, but... oh, don't break it as we still go. Never do that again, time. please. I'm, I am, dude. After after fucking listening to that again, I'm fucking breaking. Fuck off! Like, look at that headline. James Gunn and Peter Safran unveil big DC plan with new movies for Batman and Robin, Swamp Thing, The Authority, <laughs> Lanterns TV series, and more. Where's Just Superman? Where's Superman? You, don't you love how they ordered it in terms of like, okay, what do people know? Batman and Robin. Okay, that's number one. What's number two? Fuck. Swamp Thing? <laughs> Authority? <laughs> They weren't sure about the rest of it, obviously. 
In the midst of their third month as newly appointed DC co-bosses, James Gunn and Peter Safran finally revealed their plan for an interconnective universe for the comic book giant spanning largely films and TV in a strategy unlike the Warner Brothers brand has ever had before. Whoa. Entitled Chapter One Gods and Monsters, a portion of what will unfold between 2025 to 2027 includes five movies, including, well, well phrased, the gun penned Superman Legacy, even though it's his first movie. It's his first movie. But it's, it's his legacy. Like, it just sounds like they're going to lead up to kill Superman so Supergirl can kick over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just does, doesn't it? It'll be Here's like episode three of The Last of Us. It'll just be a self-contained story until Superman says, I've saved enough people. Time for me to kill myself. And maybe he'll, maybe he'll fly into the sun. You don't know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, hi, Icarus. How you doing? Oh, my God. Uh, a new Batman Mahler. and Robin title, The Brave you, and the Bold. You need to review The Eternals, Mahler. Yes. You, you need to re review the Eternals. All we need to do, Gary, is make me like lose a bet at some point, and then make that the stakes. Okay. How about we 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 watch three movies for you? What do you mean? For Those movies were amazing. I already watched two. <laughs> well, that's five movies between two people. You were humbly invited and agreed to join me, and I'm no, going no, no. I was invited to what I thought was a friend's gathering, and then I got oh. told it was work. It work. wasn't work. It wasn't. I'm taking the Mickey. Of course, it wasn't work. It's was amazing. <laughs> you will I'm be. Trying, I'm trying to fight my case. Hey, you know. I told to... my. I told my wife it was work. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta work, honey. I gotta watch Austin Powers. She's like, whatever. Hey, technically uh, work. Technically really work. Really miss you for Gold Member because it was it was better than I remembered it. Honestly, I gotta watch it. I, I want to watch it so bad. So I'm gonna probably watch it soon, but. Uh, Swamp Thing feature and films centering around Supergirl and the deep, u deeper, easy universe. DC Rogue Squad, The Authority. Fuck. I know. Fuck all. Do you know the only thing I know about The Authority, Gary? Um, there's two gay guys in it. Yes. Okay. Um, that is it. That's the <laughs> only thing that I've ever known when it's come to The Authority. That's it. The only thing that's ever been promoted. Yeah, that was a big, that was lose, a big draw. Man. I mean, it was great. It was. Uh, it's not a bad comic. It's not. It, it it just it was it was infrequent. Um, sold pretty well, but not great. Uh, and it's Wildstorm, and I've always I, I've never I've never been a big Jim Lee fan. There, I said it. I think he's. Uh, I'm a more Sylvestri guy. I know a lot of X-Men fans love Jim Lee, but his Wildcat stuff was was terrible. Was fucking terrible. Uh hey, hey, Jim Lee, uh Wildcats, uh, you did you you relaunched it for the 17th time, can't remember, with Grant Morrison, and we got number one. Uh what happened to number two? Fucking hell. That was 12 years ago. <laughs> 13 years ago. No, more than that. 14 years ago. What happened to number two? I remember when he was doing all-star Batman and Robin with Frank Miller and like issue 12 took, dude, I think that might've come out after I sold my store. Took years 
to get that last issue out. Um, it was on the floor of his office, like dogs were walking on like the pages. And yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's not, he's, Jim Lee's a nice guy. He's not super motivated. He's not a super motivated go-getter. No, he's let DC get a shit yeah. and just been the figurehead that cashes a check. Yeah. Well done, Jim. Uh, on the TV side, there's an animated series, Creature Commandos, written by Gunn. The Peacemaker spin-off live-action series, Waller with Viola Davis. A Lantern right. series, Booster Gold and Paradise Lost. I didn't even think about how this Waller would be a spin-off of a spin-off. Yes. Like, and you, you launching just shit all over the main spin-off of a spin-off. What the fuck? Main characters. What what is this weird ass decisions, man? These are weird, and and these are I, what I was hoping wouldn't happen. That James Gunn would just pick the most obscure shit. Honestly, I mean, I expect him to get more obscure. Outside of Waller, which has some of the returning cast of Peacemaker, there isn't any talent or directors attached to these projects. Which are coming out in two years. Some of them. Just saying. Just saying. Saffron and Gunn conceived their grand design with an assembled writer's room who rifled off the latter basic the latter's basic ideas that group, including Christina Hodgson, Jeremy Slater, Drew Goddard, Crystal Henry, Hello? and Tom King. So, okay, Saffron and Gunn conceived their grand plan. Writer's Room, who ripped... Uh, Drew Goddard being in there is good. Who riffed off, not rifled off, but riffed off. Riffed off of uh, the group, including uh, who riffed off Ladder's uh, basic ideas. The group included Christina Hodson, uh, Jeremy Slater. Drew Goddard's good. Him being a Tom King being in there bad. So that, that negates Drew Goddard. <laughs> Yeah, they cancel each other out. No, Drew Goddard's good. I don't think I Christina Hodgson, that name fucking sets off an alarm bell. I need to check. Well, this is uh this is peripheral. Oh I yes, think. she wrote Birds of Prey. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the movie? Yes. Oh. <clears throat> what he said about Henry Cavill. I'm trying to look. Oh, I knew that fucking name rung a bell. Da, 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 da. Crystal Henry's there for um, Waller. Well, I'm sure you'll get to it in that article. I was looking at a different article, but I'm sure they're the same. <clears throat> uh, jump below and read the details in each project. Overall, the game plan is two movies a year and two series for HBO Max in what is an eight to ten year plan. As for which projects are right for TV and which are right for film, Gunn said, it's all story-based. To us, storytelling is 100% king. So if it's a story that's more complicated, like the Lanterns or Wallace story, 
or has more of an independent TV vibe like Booster Gold, then that's more suited for television. It has to do with tone storytelling, and if it's something that we can tell in two hours and ten minutes, or is it something that we need seven to eight or nine hours for? You don't need nine fucking hours for Amanda Waller. Or Booster Gold. I would say, you know, lanterns, because you could, you know, follow different strategies with that one, different formulas with that one, but... Superman, you just get two hours, ten minutes. Waller needs nine hours for that complicated story. It might seem like it's all deep, deep universe stuff, straying from the core Batman and Superman of it all, but there is a method to Gunn and Saffron's madness. Madness is the right term. One of our strategies is that we take our diamond characters, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and we use that to help prop up Ugh. other characters that people don't know. Like what happened with Guardians of the Galaxy in some way. Like taking teams like The Authority, which I know is just a spectacular idea for a film that is completely different, <laughs> a completely different take on superheroes because it's really connected to Superman. It's about to use those well-known properties to help lead into lesser-known properties, says Gunn. We're going to promise that everything from our first project forward is going to be unified, said Gunn. But we've gotten very lucky for the next four projects, added the filmmaker on the slate that was previously shepherded by former DC boss Walter Hamada. Those being Shazam, Fury of the Gods, March 17th, Flash, June 16th, the latter, which Gunn says, resets everything. I will say here that Flash is probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, what? said Gunn. Well, then wiping away any doubt about the future of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, Jason Samosa's Aquaman, and Zachary Levi's Shazam, Safran emphasized, these four movies are terrific. There's no reason why any of the characters or the actors that play those characters are not part of the DCU. That's nothing that prohibits them from happening. There's nothing that prohibits that from happening. Only Henry Cavill. <laughs> Only Henry Cavill, who's <clears throat> difficult to work with, apparently, allegedly, because Henry actually wants the show to be like the source material. Well, as could you imagine being a plucky Hollywood writer director who's running around and just pissing and shitting everywhere, and then someone like Henry walks up to you and says, "Can you stop doing that?" Could you imagine how annoying that would be? So, that is a disgrace. What James Gunn is doing again is Hollywood speak, uh, and he's not lying. If any of those, you know, if uh, Blue Beetle or Shazam or Flash are massive fucking hits, of course they're going to keep the people around. Of course, uh, if they're not, they're not. That's it. What about that massive hit that was The Eternals? Or that massive hit that was Black Widow? Or that Save massive life. hit that was Shang-Chi Ching? Was, what was the thing they said about Shang-Chi over and over again? It was exceptional. Or it was Absolute triumph. 
Absolutely. It's fucking yeah. amazing. Some of the best fight scenes ever in cinema. Is it, it, it isn't a superhero? Isn't that what Campia said? <clears throat> That's what a normie would say. <clears throat> Has he been hanging out with Frank and Bill? I say, uh, then wiping what? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no reason over the fucking hell. We'll incorporate characters from the past, but mostly we'll add, we'll cast a new, added the producer of Aquaman and Suicide Squad. Ditto for the characters, sorry, ditto for the creators of these recent projects. Gunn and Saffron would love to re-team with Flash filmmaker Andy Muschietzny. Currently, James Wan is focusing on finishing Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Then there's Blue Beetle on August 18th. That sort of has its own world and fits in directly into our DCU. Makes no sense. That's a contradiction. Followed by Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom on Christmas Day, which leads into the universe that Gunn and Saffron are mapping out. What Has a everyone... Christmas that'll be. Oh, God, I'm fucking happy New Year. As everyone here probably knows, the, DC, the history of DC is pretty messed up. There is the Arrowverse. There is the DCEU, which then split, became the Joss Whedon Justice League at one point, became <laughs> the Snyderverse at another point. There was Superman and Lois. There's the Reevesverse. There's all these different things, Gunn said at the top of the session. Even us, we came in and did Suicide Squad, and that became Peacemaker. And all of a sudden, Batmite is a real guy that's never been set up, said the Guardians of the Galaxy filmmaker and Marvel Studios vet. No one was minding the mint, Gunn criticized. They were just giving away IP like they were party favors to any creator that <laughs> smiled at them. Wow. That's, <laughs> that was good. That's fuck. like the most interesting thing that's been said in this whole thing. Yep. <laughs> this is true. What of Todd Phillips's sequel, Joker, a folly, a deux, and Matt Reeves's Batman sequel, an HBO Max Penguin series? As previously reported, Saffron confirmed that such veers from his and Gunn's plan will be labeled clearly as DC Elseworlds, just like the comics do. Also still in the works, J.J. Abrahams's Tanahisi Coates Black Superman project. Ooh. A draft is being waited upon. Fuck yeah. How many years ago was that announced, Gary? Three, two? Two and a half? Two and a half. It's easily. going to come out right after Ryan Johnson trilogy. Okay? Any minute now. Pfft, happy birthday, Gary. Pfft. <laughs> I know what you'll be doing as a present. Let's take Gary to watch Blue Fucking Beetle. I know, right? <laughs> it's my birthday. Why are you being so horrible to me? Uh, I don't think, I don't, honestly, I don't think we're ever going to see the Tanahisi Coates, um, JJ Abrams, Black Superman. Where the fuck is JJ Abrams? Uh, um, spending his 500 mil. Shouldn't there be something about that in James Gunn's address? Like, What's, what the fuck's going on there? It's got an altitude with him. He's still Is got a not? lot of power. You, you don't want to... He's being political. Uh, he's being super political about this. I just think 
you will hear a lot of these titles change. A lot of these things get delayed and moved around. This is a lot to put up front. I even like go look at phase four when it was announced, when it had quantum medium, quantum mania and the fantastic four movie in it. And now they don't. So a lot of this shit will change. Probably. Dude, quantum is coming out soon, dude. Oh, is it next? Is it February? It's is coming it out in uh, two weeks. Two, two and a half dude. weeks. Chris Gore is going to see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm busy that day. Uh, early. I'm I'm going to see it. Someone's going to force you to see it as. I'll probably end up. When should I buy tickets to? I'll find some movie to buy. You know, I could to. not watch that at all. Turn up on Friday night tights. And you could say, you could say some stuff. And yeah, and nobody would fucking know different. Yeah. We should do it right every, now. We every should... Marvel film is the fucking same. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I, w- I watched uh, Ant Man. I mean, what did you expect? It was a Marvel movie. It just followed all the tropes. We had that dumb humor. You know, we had the, the fucking ridiculous CGI, fucking massive fights that you didn't know. Kang turned out to be pretty ineffectual. Ant Man himself. Second stringer to his daughter, to Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, you know, again, just as we know, you know, Michael Douglas, we expect that to happen to him. We expected that. I mean, there you go. There you go. Just can you yeah, play like, that it, on Friday? There Falcon wasn't Friday much of a story Nights? there anyway. It was mostly yeah. setting up other shit. There's uh, that cameo was shit. That, that mean, that can, I can't believe they threw that in there. They're getting desperate. Modoc was clip hilarious. It I'll, just, I'll just play that when it comes out on Friday Night Tights. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? As what did you think? Just play this video. Yep. Yeah, I see. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I get. I'm still gonna make you watch it. But th- yeah, as I want to know what you think of Modoc. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta know. Winking at the history of previous DC films. Uh Red David, A.S. Suicide Squad, and Snyder's Whedon's Justice League projects were known for their reshoots. Gunn promised <laughs> yeah, they were. people have become beholden to dates, to holding dates, to getting movies made no matter what. At the end of the day, I'm a writer at my heart, and we're not going to be making movies before the screenplay is finished. Don't I know, don't we know that? Why the fuck There's is that nothing. being declared as like? I, I don't know. Oh, because I, that is a straight up shot at Marvel, right there. Because they I'm they write be. on set. But, oh god, it's like you know, we'll we're going to be telling a story. It's like I'm not going to appreciate any of this shit until you start doing things that are like better than basic. Like, fuck, we've gone to the point where it should be celebrated. They have a first draft. It's unbelievable. We are not going to make a movie until we have a script. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a clap. Come on. <laughs> Phenomenal. 10 out of 10. So Best groundbreaking. <laughs> so groundbreaking. I can't believe what the fucking reading. Oh my God. <laughs> and and if it means Wait for our... the day where they finally say, we are going to do a second draft. That's what, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, yeah, <laughs> we got to be honest. We 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 did a first draft, and uh, we ended up making some changes to it. Yeah, we went through it again, and honestly, there was like one or two things where I was like, maybe we should change that. Yeah, and some other guy was like, yeah, we it was did incredible, revolutionary thing. We we got a fresh pair of eyes to look it over. You know, we <laughs> and then one day, like we gave it a third draft. 
there wasn't that many reshoots for this one. <laughs> Some people say it's to do with that like script prep, but I just I've never known that. I can't believe how normal reshoots have become for oh. like even like 80% of the fucking movie. When it's Kevin like, Feige said, I thought it was just us who had to work really hard and reshoot <laughs> oh. and retool every movie, but I wasn't alone. I found out Disney did that. Disney Star Wars did that too. <laughs> I realized that I wasn't the only incompetent fuck. I, I the whole company's it. incompetent. I, I looked over the fucking flaming dumpster that was Star Wars' IP and wondered, do they suffer like we do? I was what listening to that fuck? interview and I'm like, this is why he doesn't do a lot of interviews. I get it. Okay. Oh, man. And if that, that means our plan has to shift a little bit, it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. We're not going to be making movies and putting hundreds of millions of dollars into a film where a screenplay is only two... Stop talking about not finishing a script! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! You've already given a release date for Superman, and you've already said you haven't even fucking written it yet! Yeah, dude. Wait, you you've dumb given us a... fuck! It's literally gonna... The script's gonna be fucking ready now! Hey, for look, pre-production to begin! I think he said he typed a couple words already. Like, that's more than Marvel ever does. That's mm. <laughs> true. <Come> God <laughs> fucking Christ. He has a title. That's, that's impressive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Superman Legacy. Which is what you should probably call the last movie in a fucking Superman thing. He hasn't got a legacy yet. It's his first fucking movie. <laughs> I know. I know. Fuck. It's so weird. Stupid his name. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid! Oh, two thirds of the way done, and we have to finish it while making the movie. Marvel, wink, wink. We've seen it happen again and again, and it's a mess. I think it's the primary reason for the deterioration in the quality of films today versus 30 years ago. Superman eulogy. <laughs> yes, Superman eulogy, the first <laughs> movie in the, the Death of Superman, the first movie. <laughs> Cold death of Superman. Is <laughs> Superman legacy. What a fucking idiot! First Batman's called Batman Returns and dies. Batman finishes. First Batman movie. <laughs> Batman. Batman ends. Batman, no, Batman finishes is good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Hey James, we want some movie <laughs> titles for you. You need to combine. Is up, bro? The death of Superman and the Woman of Tomorrow. That's what. And it the would woman. Be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Superman oh, dies. Superwoman most affected. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy. Oh. Uh, I've seen it happen again and again, and it's a miss. It's a period, you know, prime reason for the deterioration of film today. <laughs> the death yeah. of tomorrow. That's a good one. <laughs> the death of tomorrow. <laughs> that's a good the one. The man is the most you could get. The death of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Unmentioned on uh, how on Suicide Squad he did no reshoots. That's not Fair the. Um, I. This is it's not the brag, we... actually. That uh, what's going on? Like, uh, how know, much did it do movie... opening weekend? Twenty-eight mil. 
Oh yeah, that's the thing. It flopped, right? Massively. It's, but I just I can't believe we're at the point where it's like you know celebrate the fact that we had no reshoots. It's like why dude, the fuck has it become so industry standard? Dude, James Gunn is fucking pissed at Marvel and Disney. He is taking so many shots at them right now, and that now that gives context to Kevin Feige when he was asked about James Gunn going to DC, and he's like, "Well, he's still got some work to do for us for six months." Yeah. <laughs> There ain't no good blood between those two. They, you know they, for a fact they regret the kicking him out. Uh, they he's do, good. and the way I, they did it. I have plenty to criticize Gunn for, but he's the last guy who's making a movie for them. Everyone else is following their like yeah. hyper formulas. I, I think his jokes were, I mean, those aren't jokes I, 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 I would make, but I think they were proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were fucking jokes, and yeah. he shouldn't have got canceled. I said that then. I'll say it now. He shouldn't have got canceled. Um... I think a lot of people were happy because James Gunn, he's doing it less now, but he was really, really super political and and uh, kind of shitty to people on Twitter. Still kind of is. And, like, he should completely get off Twitter. Because uh, we, we know yeah. where he stands politically. Get off we Twitter. Know, he, he, he brought Tom King. Superman book. He brought fucking... Tom King into the writer's room. That should be the biggest fucking red flag of them all. I'm sorry, Tom King probably went in and went, okay, I've got a fucking certificate saying I won't rape anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they signed one for the writer's room. <laughs> Tom, Tom, sit, sit. You got a bit of drool. Could you please sign this? Is this an NDA? No, this is your, uh, you won't rape anybody. Yeah. Look, look, I, got, I won't rape no one. I killed Alfred. What? Did he actually kill Alfred? Yeah. What's the, the RDA? The, the non-rape uh, disclosure agreement. <laughs> yeah. Why did he kill Alfred? Don't know. No, like how? What did he ever happen? Uh, Bane snapped his neck. Jeez. All right. Which wasn't, which is one of the worst, probably the worst depiction of Bane I've seen by a country mile. Yeah, because I guess there may be a way to make that work, but that just sounds unappealing, right? Bane kills Alfred. It's like, okay. <sighs> um, and says, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Volume 3 he did a day of picking up and it's because of having screenplays prepared before we sh yes yeah see, see pickups aren't necessarily reshoots they're, they're uh, reshoots are we are rechanging the story pickups are yeah. audio was bad audio bad yeah something you know or like um what are they called when you have like close-up shots of picking up things or something yeah yeah or, uh, or there was something that wasn't consistent yeah, that yeah, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't get right in one shot yeah there's so there's difference yeah it's called something shots uh i don't want to get into this massive spending of hundreds of millions of dollars on reshoots, congratulations. Go to McDonald's, pick up your gold star. What the fuckity fuck, man? I'm glad that he brought up reshoots a lot because that's what I brought up in my last video. Because <laughs> every, every single movie from Phase 4 was massively reshot and almost every show. The was only that, show that I couldn't find reshot. Was Strange the one that was reshot the most? Like to a point? Yes, where it was to a degree where it was like they reshot the whole movie. It's insane, Damn near the whole movie. Yeah. It makes you think like, did they just fucking flush a whole movie? And they yep. just that's something they casually do. 
that's why that big nine hundred uh, million dollar pro- uh, box office take wasn't that impressive because we don't know what the budget was, but it ballooned out of fucking control. And yeah, because I just, I just remember what back like a year before it came out, there was the quotes from Benedict Cumberbatch where he said he, he has no idea what his character's doing in the film. Like he's recorded like shit tons of his scenes, but he, they're also disconnected and out of order. Yeah. He's just like, I don't know, something's happening. <laughs> like he's gonna And you've got the something. green screen issue green screen issue because it's all just fucking green screen. Yeah. And his wig was dog shit. Oh, his his hair changed so much during the film and uh, during scenes. You guys remember I think the famous one for that is Fantastic Four. She's got dyed blonde and then a wig. And you oh. can tell. Yeah. Like, it's, is... it's like the biggest signifier of when you're watching a reshoot versus the original shot. It's so interesting. Oh, because she cut uh, she cut a half a um you and McGregor's house beard, of cards, didn't she? I think it was in the Clone Wars. You and McGregor's beard went from being a real beard on his face to a fake beard, and it was pretty bad. I can't remember which. Well, I guess we're pretty sure it was not, Clone Wars. We're not addressing possibly the most famous. Actually, is Henry Cavill's mustache, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, at the One time, the at the time, it's like, why didn't he just, why didn't he just shave it off? Come on, Henry, why didn't you shave it off? And then I thought, then I saw uh, Mission Impossible, and I was like, oh no, I absolutely get. It. He was working on a good film there, <laughs> and that's what he cared about. Then he went to work on the dog shit one with Joss Whedon. If I was, if I was a fucking lawyer for the, a part of their contract stuff for that movie, and he came to me and said, it's all right, you know, if I just shave off the mustache and put on a fake one for me, I'd be like, nah. Nah, nah, they'll CGI you like <laughs> they can they can do all. Well, you would think it'd be easier to CGI a mustache on than cover one, but oh, or well, put that's a the fake thing, right? one on. There's no obligation. Who who are the people who like own the IP for Mission Impossible? Paramount. So the, the, yeah, they have no obligation to fucking None. DC in any way, shape, or form. You, you could you could have them be like seriously guys you can give them a fake mustache and they'd be like no if that decreases the quality of our movie by zero point zero 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 one percent I don't give a fuck I'm not taking that <laughs> like yep. you guys could take the fake <clears throat> lip <laughs> like, and like, yeah. you're the ones I wonder yeah. if they knew yeah. they were like this is gonna be so funny <laughs> like, spend some of that money on the fucking CGI lip. <laughs> It would have been better if we just said Superman grew a fucking mustache. Yeah, just come. Why just grow? Comes out with a beard on for fuck's sake. Why you can't have that in the middle of scenes though? Randomly, he has a beard. Randomly, (laughs) (laughs) we should have had a beard in in all the other scenes. It's just a fucking infinite mess. Should have come out with longer hair and a beard. How long does it take to grow a mustache? I can't remember now. It's been so long. I think like isn't it meant weeks, to be? Month? Yeah, it's like the month, isn't it, or something? Yeah. To get to get a full just, one out. They just had no obligation, so they clearly didn't give a fuck. And as Ad said, like they're making Mission Impossible Fallout, so they're making something good, so they don't give a yeah. shit. It was like, holy <sighs> shit, this Tom Cruise vehicle is fucking brilliant. I remember when I first watched Fallout, I was like, wait, what the hell? This is this is like great. great. <laughs> like. <laughs> Right, I'm going to run through a few supers and then we'll call it and I'll do a super chat square up on Sunday. So we'll have a afternoon tea with us on Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, We've done a lot of talking and you guys have done a lot of super chatting. 
So I do want to make sure that you get your dues. Kind of a big day. It's been like quiet-ish on the, I mean, I guess if you count Velma. <laughs> but it's been pretty quiet. On When's the that show front. I don't want to hear yeah. about it ever again. Which show? Velma. Velma. Got two weeks left this week, two episodes, and next week two episodes, mm-hmm. and then that's it. I don't know if I'm going to make it all the way through, but... I, I, I'm done after four. Fuck that fucking piece of dog shit. Fucking racist. Surprised, you, fucking surprised you made it to four. Well, so I am I, but I only made it to four because I thought we were going to talk about three and four on drinkers. Otherwise, we would have dropped out at two. <laughs> I saw that clip from Disbrew where he's covering the whole, like, take take a bit of happiness in a white man being framed falsely or whatever. It's just like, oh. okay. They do a lot of that, huh? They kind of do. They kind of do. Imagine being in the writing room, being like, oh, "I hope people hate white people enough to laugh at this." Oh, right. <clears throat> uh, right. Oh, let me go through a couple of these. Syndec uh, Media with a twenty dollars says, "Alert! Alert! Incoming shameless plug for George the Giant Slayer. He's almost at sixty k subscribers and needs eighty more." Let's give him a boost. Mauler, you are the best as you crack me up and Gary keeps getting better and better. Go check out George the Giant Slayer's channel. Subscribe to him right now. If you haven't, you should. George has been great on that channel. It's all him, you know? That's him. He's built it up. Yep. George does a great job. We love George! I can't do it. He's got a beautiful song. George. Oh, you can't do it. George. No, my voice isn't. It's, it'll cut off. He's got a beautiful soul. Give me your soul, George. Give me your soul, George. Ian <laughs> Soforth with a 20 pounds says, imagine if the zombie apocalypse happened and the laughs of us were in MILF manner. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. We need the <laughs> crossover. It's got to happen. Oh my god, that's amazing! Um, I'm scrolling through. Inokmamon with a fifty dollar says, "I said that I was out if Cavill was out. My mind hasn't changed. DC is as dead to me on film as it is in comics. Everything I love is dead. I'm getting into forty k because of Cavill. Hopefully, he doesn't let us down like everyone else in Hollywood. Fingers crossed. Keep an eye Fingers on it. crossed." Um, but I feel you. I mean, apart from lanterns, I saw nothing. You know, uh, Swamp Thing being an eight, uh, an eighteen, maybe. But that's, that still, would, that's still that. Like, does that, but that it's a hard sell. I love Swamp Thing. I love a, a lot of the versions of the comics. I, I think it'll work, but it doesn't. Like, oh, I gotta go. No. You know, um, that this 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 was a fucking layup, and they blew it. Yeah. Um, it's underwhelming. Oh. Like even even Chris Gore agrees with us. He wow. mentioned it to me. Yeah, he said felt the announcement was underwhelming. Uh hugely yeah. underwhelming. Yeah. Hey, <clears throat> I wonder how many authorities we're gonna have on the authority tomorrow. Oh, you're saying people will pretend to know what the fuck the authorities is. Oh, they'll be the authority of the authorities. Yes. The Authority is okay. my favorite comic from. Oh the, my! Uh, oh, from, that's what every, Marvel. The Crystal you're gonna hear Era. That, you're going to hear that so much from the Access Media. Oh yeah, 
I am the most excited about the authority. It's and like oh. it's about time there were two gay leads in a superhero show. That's what that's film. That's what we're gonna get. What are you gonna get? From the act from the media, that's what you're gonna get. So that's the only selling point that they'll uh for them. Uh, the Shadow Loaf knows with the 20 pounds says, Hello there. Just wanted to say, I'm so proud of Mauler for coming out in this stream. It's okay, <laughs> Muesli. We've all been there. Better to be out than in. I'll link my grinder profile should you wish to talk further. Oh, oh that my. Hagrid clip. Better out than in, eh? Better out than in, eh? <laughs> no, Zaku Boy with a $50 says. Ooh, sees into the hearts of men and the undergarments of women. Peeping Tom. Reality has cracked. <clears throat> Strange events as all women, no matter how young, are now middle-aged. Can Tom stop feeding the stale delusions of the milf-hunting Mother Ducker? <laughs> Mother Ducker. She feeds all the ducks. She feeds all the ducks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, let's grab a couple more. Josh Kelsey just sliding in, shoving a 20 down the pants, walking off. Nothing even said. Just that. Uh, sorry. Uh, like I said, we've had, a, we've had a full show already. Uh, I will do a Super Chat Square where I'll be going through all the missed Super Chats. Don't worry. Sunday, probably 2 p.m. or 2.30 UK time. Uh, and I'll go through everyone. Thank you so much indeed for uh, supporting the channel and Super Chan. Been a heavy discussion show today. Uh, so appreciate your patience. Uh, really do. Thank you so much. Gentlemen, Gary, yes. anything yeah. that you would like to plug a Rooney before we meander off into the unknown meander off uh we got uh melanie mack joining us on friday night tights where we'll talk about um phoebe waller bridge taking over tomb raider uh and that's by the way who is owned by the embracer group who also owns middle earth enterprises who nicely asked Warner Brothers to have their film rights back. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, I I'm gonna have to make a video on this this, this article. Like I, I think we had a great conversation today. I'm glad Drinker joined us. The chat, you were fucking awesome. You were cracking me up all day. Thank you. Uh, but I think uh, there's a lot to break this down here. Just honestly, uploaded a Milfman a video. Oh, he did. I gotta watch <laughs> it. Um, again. I'm disappointed. I and I didn't think I would be. I thought I would like, like I said, I thought there'd be a couple projects that I figured would be kind of you know DEI projects. That, that doesn't surprise me. But the fact that they they really kind of buried Superman and Batman under all this crap, <sighs> crap, surprising. It's it's utterly yeah. surprising. And everybody's gonna go. Well, James Gunn did it with Guardians, and he did. But here's the difference. Guardians, he he used the source material from the comic book. He didn't make Guardians up. So the Guardians you saw in the film had a comic, a really good comic book series from the mid aughts, like a really good one that he borrowed heavily from. So he respected the source material, and that Guardians comic was very popular. 
amongst comic fans. And I always say, hey, the source material is popular amongst comics fans. It'll probably be popular amongst the general population because it's a good story. But now we're like massively changing stuff. And the story of DC, and if you're restarting it and you plop in the authority and a Themyscira prequel, <laughs> what? That's insane. What? So um, he's got to be... Uh, he has to write the best Superman story ever written for this to work. Still, that was my, that's what I said <laughs> then. That's what I say now. He has to write the best Superman movie ever made, or this doesn't work. And, and casting is everything. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is all fucking great. But, um, yeah, I, I'll even admit that there's a chance this could all work. I just, uh, I think you're rolling bad odds. That's all. Yeah. So. Good luck. It just sounds like more of the same, doesn't it? I mean, does this sound any? Does this sound radically different from the old Warner Brothers regime? It just, regime? It just doesn't sound interesting. It's crazy. The Authority is your second movie. Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> no, I seriously, are you over fucking that, yeah. nuts? And the way that he said we've we're using Batman and Superman to prop up this fucking dog shit, you might as well have just said that. It doesn't even he, he connects. Normies haven't got a fucking clue who the authority are. He, he connects to the MCU, it makes sense, right? Because like the Guardians aren't directly propped up. They propped up by the franchise having ran up to that point for what, like five years, something like that. Yeah, imagine so, if Guardians was the second movie out. Exactly. Iron Man followed by Guardians of the Galaxy. People are like, he's oh, talking about Batman and Superman like propping them up. It's like you don't have your own Batman and Superman to pop anything up. Prop Batman and fucking Superman Exactly, you up. need to actually get them up first. <laughs> yeah, they're not up. That's what they're fucking propping. They're your money makers, you dipshit. You propped up the cart and... It's your fucking money makers. The horse, the horse behind the him floor. pushing it. <laughs> no, let's have a fucking Waller TV series and a fucking animated piece of dog shit. And then we're going to have fucking the authority that's the same as the fucking boys and we're going to deconstruct our fucking heroes. And fucking, we're going to have Batman and Superman's uh, gay couple because that's what they're going to be fucking comparing it all to. We're going to make a laughing stock of our heroes before we've even started our fucking heroes. Then Batman's going to come along and be a bad dad. It, it's, you're, you're uh, building it on a foundation of sand. The foundation is heroic Batman, heroic Superman, heroic Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Green Arrow, uh, Martian Manhunter. Nope, we're getting... I mean, like, I wouldn't have been surprised to hear the Seven Soldiers of Victory. I would have been fucking more excited about that than you know, Dude, 40. I, I'm so no. lost this. It could have been like, new movie, The Glurg. He's a superhero that fights from the Swampland dimension. <laughs> the Glurg. <laughs> I'd just be like, yeah, whatever, fine. I guess so. Starring Jennifer Lawrence. Of course. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Woman of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, today, and, the time. <laughs> oh, it, it, and then yeah, uh, and the then theory, a Supergirl, a Supergirl movie. This Supergirl, is no, which can't sell a fucking comic to save its fucking life. By the way, so if you didn't hear earlier, real quick, the Authority, good comic book run, does not belong in basically Phase One of DC. Uh, make it its own thing. Uh, again, the authority is a knockoff of the Justice League, one of a thousand, by the way, a knockoff, darker version, whatever, different version, 
of the Justice League, and you're doing it in phase one where you're going to want to build up to a Justice League. Okay. Interesting. We're not, we're not selling, they're not selling to comic book fans, they're selling to the normal, the normal person to go to the cinema and watch this. And the authority was okay. I mean, I don't, you know, if you sold okay, so what? It what is okay, okay in comics? Was okay. Uh, that doesn't Warren mean Ellis shit. <laughs> comics were selling a lot more back in those days than they are now because there's just nobody fucking there. The authority goes way back Jeez. 20 years. Yes. But it was This is a fucking uh, a ba- embarrassment. This was an embarrassment of a fucking reveal. We've revealed that we are going to utilize our two main stars to prop up a bunch of stuff which we know is weak as fuck in the first phase of our relaunch in an eight to ten year plan. What happens when the plan goes to shit in the first phase? Stop talking about eight to ten years. Make one fucking good movie. But we're all fucking consumers. We're all consumers. We're just there to consume. I was reading that Paramount article yesterday. They said our consumers in it. They were talking about our shit, and they were the last on the list. They were like our partners, our shareholders, and our consumers. <sighs> What's I got, I got a question before we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What constitutes a hit for this? Let's say Superman does under a billion. Batman does under a billion. Is that a hit? It depends on the budget. Are, are they going to go 200 yeah. million per movie? Because then they'll need a billion. If the 200 million dollar movies, 250 million plus marketing, then you got to make three times as much as that mm-hmm. or three times budget. I mean, the Batman was a hit. I don't think it was, it cost 200 million to make, but it was a mild hit. It, it, it I think people, I know, I expect more from from a Batman, especially your big relaunch. Uh, it was 185 to 200 million budget. So if we have a couple of years where superhero movies aren't the top grocers, like, you know, the top two were uh, Top Gun and Avatar, if we have more original stuff coming in, uh, I think that could just absolutely destroy what's left of the superhero genre, because I'll Harken back to what Bruce Campbell said when I watched him at a live event. He's a Hollywood can't wait to get away from superheroes. They can't wait. Neither can I. (laughs) Joker was a $50 million budget. It did 1.1 billion. Mm -hmm. That's actually incredible, honestly. Joker beat Batman. No China. Beat Batman. No China. No China. Beat Batman handsomely by hundreds of millions of dollars like a drum it beat it like a government mule as jr would say what world do we live in when that fucking happens 
It's like how that joke blast from all this shit that it's like, are you excited for the next Avengers movie? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Like, oh, dude, it's going to be going. Uh, DC. Uh, uh, this is good. Superman will be going right up against um, Phase Five and Fantastic Four. It's such supposedly. a fucking the whole th- it's Avengers. a circus. The whole thing, all of it. Joker nearly beat Rise of Skywalker at the box office, and Rise of Skywalker had a Chinese release. Rise of Skywalker shouldn't have fucking made the money it did make. To be honest with you, nope. It was all top heavy. <clears throat> Unlike Ray. <laughs> well, her head is top heavy. It's a giant head on that woman. Uh, Mauler, is there anything that you have to play with for you? Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, keep an eye out for I'm going to stream the dead space. Uh, EFAP continuing as per usual. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, we're doing minis for The Last of Us, just sort of breaking down each episode as they come out, as you do. We're not doing any more Velma. Stop asking for it, please. <laughs> Spare us. It's one time. And I guess uh, this, you, whatever MILF matter is. <laughs> oh, now I'm going to watch it because, well, I have them now. So, Is there any more MILF manner apart from the two episodes, Gary? I don't know. I'll find out. Can you? <laughs> I'll make sure to find out. Send it, pal. Daddy got to make some cheddar. Sick bastard. <laughs> oh, dude, the Something show is sick. <laughs> yeah, Melissa loves it. Yeah, that's. I'm going to watch it with <laughs> Melissa. It's a, that's not something I feel comfortable dude, watching by you're myself. Piss, you're going to piss yourself laughing. You are going to piss yourself laughing. <laughs> I can't wait to watch episode two. I can't. I can't wait. What do you think? What would you compare it to? What is the closest thing you could imagine comparing it to? Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> the fall of Babylon, <laughs> the fall of the Roman Empire, the fall of the Greek civilization, <laughs> the decline of the Western civilization. Yeah, That's what yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> or the rise. Uh, guys, thank you so much indeed. Oh, can't wait for the drag show at the Star Wars celebration. Oh my god. Truman's got a shroom. Right I love how Az was like, all right, time to end the wait a oh, minute. Wait a minute. Uh, Truman's got a shroom. Maps only. Mm. I needed some good chat. I needed some good cringe. And this is just like primo cringe. What, Velma isn't good cringe? I mean, it is. No, Velma, uh, Velma is just mm. racist shit. Yeah. Velma crosses the line for me into just like fucking so mean spirited that I yeah. want to hit it with a club. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like there's no story to to break down with Velma. There really isn't. No. You have to just bullet point all the cringe. <laughs> That's all you have to do. It's mainly just one big bullet point. <laughs> it's big, dude. It is big. I was like, maybe we should do a top ten cringe moments in Velma. And like, oh, there's there's forty. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This ten I'd have to have a vote, mate. <laughs> I'd have to have a vote on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, chat, thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, <laughs> thank thank you. you so much for watching, mods. Thank you so much indeed. As I said, there'll be a super chat square up for all the super chats missed. Sorry, you super chat can read out today. As you can see, we kind of we kind of had a lot to say. Um, so everyone who super chatted and membership, all the gifted memberships, Pashiwashi George, Legalized Adulthood. Thank you so much indeed. 
uh, for those gifted memberships of support as well. We will be back next week over on Gary's channel, where I'm sure more stuff will just go to shit. <laughs> and we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about until the fucking universe ends. Until our universe, the Milky Way and the Andromeda system collide. Oh, did you see that image on Twitter? That was pretty yeah, cool. We'll yeah. never run out of things to say. No. Until then, oh, gone. No, I was going to say, I was talking about that with my son because he's like, you haven't put out a bunch of videos. I'm like, ah, it's just a quiet period, but I'm all, I'm all don't worry, son. <laughs> They'll do something. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, coming. Something will come it's along. <laughs> Until then, you take care. Bye for now. Bye.